Dude, where did you get that Rubik's Cube at? I found it over by that bus. I think it's Lucky. Whoa, is that Rob Zombie? Is that Grizzly Adams? Looks like Papa Jupiter. Is that Mardi Gras beef face? I don't know where this party's hopping. They got a fat guy tied to the barn over there. Here comes the spooky! What's up, you piss-drinking morons? You getting sick and tired of your shit? So I don't even want to hear it. But my boy does. Cincinnati Jeff! What's going on, all you chuds and chudettes? Here comes the Spookies back with episode 25. Tonight we're going to talk about the T-1000 and what he's doing in this little known slasher movie. And also we're going to talk a Friday the 13th porno parody. So sit back, relax, tie your buddy to a chair, and make him listen to your second favorite podcast. What's going on, nachos? Uh, how you doing? I'm doing uh, fucking real good. Much better today, sir. Much better today. Take two. Honestly, mm. if we didn't bring it up, I don't think anybody would know. Yeah, so we, our episode is coming a little late than normal uh, because I was a little too hungover uh, the other night to even finish. We tried. We started recording. We got like 40 minutes in, and I was like, nope. My body's not going to allow this to happen. It's like in fucking Looney Tunes when they smell bad cheese and they turn green and they do like that beep shit. I was like, oh, he going to die? <laughs> He's like, get your shit. Get out of my house. Never come back. I was like, see you Wednesday. Oh, dude, I went upstairs and made myself this huge bowl of leftover chili, then a huge bowl of kettle corn, then grabbed some cheese sticks. I mixed shits together, too. <laughs> Watched uh, reruns of Scrubs, slept in the guest bedroom so I wouldn't bother my family, and was just like, I gotta sweat this out. Did you turn into the other CNC fart factory? <laughs> it was it was pretty uh, raunchy the next day, for sure. Um, but uh, we are back. Uh, tonight we're gonna talk uh, Lost After Dark, which is like a little, uh, kind of a sleeper slasher movie that a lot of people haven't seen. The way it usually goes is you ask somebody like, hey, you ever seen Lost After Dark? And it's immediately followed with, What's that? I learn in the dark. Is that that one with Donald Pleasance? is like, no, bitch, shut the fuck up and learn. Right? We're going to learn today. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, that's what we're going to do. But before we get to that. News and stuff. Got a couple things to talk about. First up, Scream 5 is coming back. It's got the three main casts uh, that are, are all currently signed on. We've got Nev Campbell, David Arquette, and, of course, Courtney Cox. We got Matt Lillard. We got Jamie Kennedy. And we have Liv Schreiber. I can never say his name. Liv Schreiber? He's good. I heard uh, the real killer in this movie is going to be reprising her role on her face is the Coconut Monkey Bangs from Scream 3. If you don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about, check out the motherfucking Instagram. You'll see. Yeah. I... So, I'm very excited for Scream 5. I love the Scream franchise. It's a palate cleanser. For me, it's, you know, don't get me wrong. I love, you know, the big boys and girls and all that stuff. I love Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. But there's something about Scream, I guess, coming out when I was still fairly young. Is where most of those other movies were already out. Right. Those were born in the, not born in the 90s, born in the 80s. Like, this was our 1980s slasher flick. Yeah. And to be real, horror movies kind of sucked in the 90s. There weren't a lot of good. But just have this fucking titan of terror emerge in our uh, utes. That shit's good. What is a ute? Ute. I, it's a, it's a, <laughs> ask fucking Herman Munster. It's, it is, and it's what 
I think excels what this movie franchise excels that is kind of turning the, all the tropes on its head. A lot of people on social media have been calling for blood to say like, look, you've got to kill one, if not all three of, of the main cast. And I disagree. And the reason being is because outside of your Lori Strodes and things like that, most of your final girls or boys usually only live for one, maybe two movies. There are exceptions, of course, but Scream being what it is, it likes to turn the horror fran- you know, the horror tropes and stuff like that and all those franchises on their fucking head. And the big thing about it is like I don't I watch Friday the thirteenth for Jason. I watch Nightmare on Elm Street for Freddy, right? I don't watch Scream for Ghostface. Not really. Because Ghostface is is anybody. And, and that's everybody. And that's what's so fun about it. He's the smile of he's the laughter of children. He's the smile of the insane man at the nursing home that is your grandpa. <laughs> but anyway. That's <clears throat> what makes it cool. So no, I don't think you should kill anybody. It, like the big three. You could possibly turn one of them into the killer, but even then I think that kind of betrays their character. I mean, so this is five. Let's say we're gonna go double down on a trilogy. We're gonna make it to six. How fucking crazy would that be if you kill Sidney Prescott in the first five minutes? I mean, you're going to alienate the trust of your fucking fans. Maybe. Or, uh, what are you, McPoiling me over there? <laughs> God, I had a little beer on my lips. Um, Yeah, but dude, if they killed, honestly, you could probably take Dewey out. Again? Sure. I mean, he died once. Every time this motherfucker comes into a room, he turns into a goddamn shish kebab. <laughs> I mean, shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, because I know we're getting Deputy Lemon Square back. She's coming back. Oh, that's cool. And we'll see how that I is. believe also the guy who plays uh, Huey on The Boys. I don't know. His, oh. I don't know his. I don't know his yeah, name. Yeah, Huey from name. The Boys, his real name. Uh, but he is also signed to this. So I mean, realistically, if you had to take a guess, who uh, Ghostface? I said Stabface. You know, Stabface. I'm might hoping be. it's fucking Big Titty Deputy Lemon Square. She, what else was she in, dude? She was in... Uh, let's see. She was in that movie where um, she's pregnant, so all the cheerleaders rob a bank and a grocery store to get money for her. Uh, she's a high school mom. Uh, what else? She's in a lot of stuff. They didn't do that for me. <laughs> there was something I can't think of off the top of my head. But anyway, yeah. How crazy would that be if they killed, like, Courtney Cox? And replaced her with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> oh my god, it's like, I've been her ghostwriter the whole time. Also, she's the killer ghostwriter. Oh. I love, what is that? Is it, oh, it's it's three. No, is it two or three? It's two. Where it's like, oh, she's just been pissed off since all those naked pictures of her came with her. And she's like, it was my face. On and, Jennifer Aniston's body. Yeah. Which at this point, Jennifer Aniston has the body, is a fucking goddess. And Courtney Cox uh, probably looks a little melted. I mean, she's... How old was she? What do you say? She's in her fifties. I mean, I'm not saying. How just good do you look she... now in your thirties? Would you take your shirt off? Man, shut up. Let me see them rock hard. Don't nips. make fun of my fucking body dysmorphia. <laughs> fucking body shaming up in this episode. Uh, all right. So next up, the Babysitter, the Netflix exclusive horror movie. the The first one was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. It's it's not anything that's going to be fucking winning awards. Where's that cricket sound effect button? <laughs> oh, wait. We'll wait till I get here. Okay. <laughs> mm. uh, but it got a sequel. Babysitter Killer Queen dropped on Netflix a few days ago. I think it came out on the 10th. I haven't seen it yet, but I am excited. I did like the first one. It was bloody. It was gory. It was goofy. Uh, basically, imagine if uh, Mystery Inc. minus the dog all turned out to be satanic killers 
Like, that's just kind of what it reminded I, me of. I don't of. think they're going to tackle that on your standard episode of Scooby-Doo, but <laughs> goddamn, that would be innovative. So, so, I did watch it, yeah. and I'm not going to spoil anything for everybody, but... Uh, uh, that's my review of the movie. No, there's some <laughs> kills in there that are fucking hilarious. Um, if you really like the first one, you'll really like this. If you didn't, I don't know what to tell you. Go watch Scream or something. Or oh. Sc- go watch, like, Scott Pilgrim and Scream or whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, then uh, the next up is there have been some rumors that I think started on some sort of Patreon news website that a new Friday the 13th movie is in the works and it's been all over the internet. And here's the fucking thing about it. Number one, the lawsuit has not been settled yet, right? So Victor Miller has an idea for a movie. Uh, Horror Inc., Sean Cunningham's company, has an idea for a fucking movie. Uh, Vincent DeSanti... From our Never boy, Alone. our best friend, right? Where you have He's got an idea dial. for a fucking movie. I have a fucking idea. Everybody's got a fucking idea for a movie. So you, this article itself isn't necessarily a lie per se, but it basically, it's but it's leading you to believe that something is actually really going to happen, and it's not. Larry Zerner himself confirmed, like, look, Larry, the fucking man, his finger on the pulse, right? Shelley Finkelstein, yeah. this Zerner. entertainment lawyer. Let us know, like, look, this thing has not been fucking settled. There are ideas out there, but that's all they fucking are. No fucking movies being made right now. Nothing can be financed or backed. It is all in the just hearsay, I've got some words on fucking paper phase right now. So take it with a massive grain of salt and understand that right now there is no new movie coming. Would you say it's fake news? Fake news. Huge, bigly news, fake my hands are so big. Okay, moving on. I thought there was a basketball player tied. It was it wasn't Kobe, was it? Um, because I um, want to see Camp Crystal Lake open up as a basketball camp. So in LeBron James, Le- right? LeBron James, that's right. Uh, pink, pink lemonade, bubblegum. LeBron James, because he had a flavor of big, not big league chew, bubble yum. Anyway, Jason opens up a basketball camp. And they call him Dr. J, and he teaches motherfuckers how to dunk. And plus, who doesn't want to see Jason throw three-pointers with fucking severed heads? What I want to see LeBron James do is uh, buy the rights and do a remake of Night of the Dribbler. Did you ever see that? Dude, so that was on our favorite unofficial sponsor, Tubi. (laughs) Uh, I got about five minutes into that, and I'm like... I could be doing anything else right now. I did fucking laundry. It's I watched a, Bro Dude Party Massacre for the 90th time. It's a, a story of like an anamorphic fucking basketball that Mascot. turns into a fucking killer. It's, it's, I was surprised it wasn't a trauma movie, but it's on Tubi. Check it out if you want to. It's not a good movie at all. If, if you like basketball kills, uh, just go watch that three-minute scene in Deadly Friend. But if you really, 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 really feel that it's fucking necessary, watch Night of the Dribbler to see what we're fucking talking about. It's as dumb as it fucking sounds. Buddy, I think if I watch Night of the Dribbler, I'm going to turn into a fucking anamorphic killer. What would you rather watch, Night of the Dribbler or any of the evil bongs? Ugh, fucking probably the original evil bong. Or maybe evil bong high five what's the is the third one six 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 or is no that's part six okay so there's okay there's evil actually bong. six i've never seen there's them evil bong Two: the return of oh and if anybody wants to school me on this go fuck yourself and find a better hobby and quit watching <laughs> the evil bong movies 
I mean, unless you're smoking out of the evil bong or you are personally the evil bong. Uh, there's three, which... I don't remember what three is because I have self-respect, barely. Four is... Take a wild fucking guess. What could evil bong? Oh, for? 420. Hey, I knew that. I didn't five, know that one. Six, six, six. Um, then I think it cuts over to the... <sighs> is this full moon that's, or is this asylum? This is full moon. And they're going to launch their own streaming service. And no, this they already is, did. This, this is, is the shit that they're backing Charles it with. Charles Ban in the, I want to spend zero dollars on this movie and appease my puppet fetish. Oh, there's an ginger or evil ginger dead man spinoff. I think there's fucking. You should get together three. with Tom McFarlane and make like puppets with chains. Oh, and, and they Kate, could just it's Kate fetishes. <laughs> Bringing Rob Liefeld to fucking <laughs> draw tiny feet, draw their feet and what with one long curvy tooth. <laughs> God damn it! Hey, that reminds me of that uh, picture of Captain America that Rob Liefeld drew, where he's standing profile, and his chest looks like uh, I don't know a side of beef. It looks like he has like fucking like three fucking like diaphragms, but uh, what about his dick, huh? Yeah, I don't know, man. So there has been some uh, some talk on the social medias that uh, um, Chris Evans accidentally uh, sent out a drop some dong pics on his on Instagram, or like he like grabbed a snapshot of his phone and like there happened to be a dong pic. Nachos and I were talking about it tonight. It's low key. Just both it like sucks. separately. Guy, do you kind of gotta see Captain America's dick? Am we, I right? It's I mean, the dick I of America. It, it so it came up, and I was like, Chris Evans' dick pic. What, like I instantly dick? Googled it and was like, I want to see it. And sadly, to I don't no have like fail. a need to see every guy's dick, but I'm like, this is America's dick. I am comfortable enough to my sexuality. Do you want to see that dude is a fucking specimen? He is a super soldier, and if he wants to hang down, goddamn it, is my kind constitutional duty to see the dong hang right i'm not mad at it all right i'm not fucking mad at it whatsoever i mean we how many pictures are of fucking he steered into the skid too he's because like within like five hours like on his twitter page he's like now that i got your attention go vote in november and i'm like (laughs) that's pretty good that's that's good so uh, you know after hours and i mean a few couple google searches i'm starting to think that disney might have intervened and (laughs) Oh, boy, you're not going to see that dick. <laughs> right? Drop that Alpha Disney dick down and be like, nobody gets to see this. <laughs> here, here, here. You can see it if you buy the special edition of Star Wars. Hey, <laughs> hey Pluto, look at this hot dog. Okay, I'm fucking... Hot diggity dog. <laughs> here at the Here Comes the Spooky Podcast, we promote Captain America's dick. Uh, and, and also, Miss Marvel's got some knockers, too. Some capital... Knockers, ma'am. Stupendous nipple placement. Uh, sir, then I believe you have, uh, now that we're talking peepees, peepees and, and boobies here, I think you got a little something for us. All right, gang. I, let me waste some time out of your very important day. Because we're going to talk about Friday the 13th, a porno parody. <clears throat> a little essay I presented. So as a disgusting pervert and a fan of slasher movies and porno parodies, it was only a matter of time before <laughs> curiosity got the best out of me. I got the best of me. And at 318 in the morning, while every nice girl and boy are asleep, like normal, decent members of society, my ghoulish ass is up typing into a very popular search engine, horror movie, uh, horror movie porno parodies. Was the search engine Pornhub? 
It was Pornhub. Yeah. And X Hamster. And Captain America Donald Melontubes.com. That's um Hi, I'm not just Meg Werewolf, and tonight we're gonna talk about Friday the thirteenth, official porno parody. Can't be official. Well, that's what they're calling it. <clears throat> but nachos aren't all slasher movies fundamentally already softcore porno movies? Let me try that. But nachos aren't all slasher movies fundamentally softcore porno movies? Is what you might stupidly be asking yourself right now <laughs> and sounding like a big dumb jerk to which I play, no, you stupid jerk, they are not. Uh-oh. So I'm going to keep this short, Mike. Like my attention span, and I pretty much just copy and pasted the plot from the official website to save you guys some time. I'm nachos. I don't know how technology works. Here we go. Your favorite ZT, Zero Tolerance, the production company, players juice up this horror classic. Starring as a group of hot and horny young adults... Who head to the count, uh, head to the country for a hot weekend of sucking, fucking, and nasty orgies at the long forgotten Crystal Lake nudist camp on a certain ominous day of the year? They don't pay attention to the ridiculous stories about a guy drowning from the weight of his own huge heart on back in 1972. Fun fact: when you get to that scene, it looks nothing like 1972. There's no way a giant cock ghost is running around the woods killing nymphomaniac campers with his flesh-eating jizz? Or is there? So that sounds pretty cool. And I would like to see flesh-eating jizz. It kind of reminds me of the, was it 88 Blob? Where yeah. it's like, don't touch it. Ah, burns you. <clears throat> sounds like an innovating twist on a timeless classic. <laughs> Uh, wait, how do how do this work? Nacho's got a new computer, and so he's like, I'm computer. Uh... The first year, he's basically worked off his phone and a pad and pencil. Mm-hmm. So he is uh, he is figuring this out. And you're like 35 years old, and he's never really worked a computer. But you know what? Six. But I I didn't. I spent some time off the board. I forgot you had a birthday over the summer. Yeah. So did life. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> With a runtime around two hours, which averages out about 40 minutes longer than your standard Friday the 13th film. Jesus Christ. Right? Means they probably spent the extra time to, A, have all the actors train under the watch of Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> B, brought the Coen brothers to punch up the script. C, consorted with the great French cinematographer Bruno Delborn. Or D, did a lot of fucking. Oh, I hope it's a lot of fucking. I, it's... It's a lot of fucking. How many sex scenes are in it? I watched some of the movie, and I jizzed a whole bunch. Hold on, I'm gonna. So you keep going. I can. I think I can find how many uh, jizz scenes, sex scenes, sucking and fucking and nasty orgies are in it. I'll straight up say the production value in this movie was fucking. One of stuff. really good. <laughs> 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 I accidentally hit the button. <laughs> And we're back. Uh, the production value is amazing and almost as good as the remake, which I feel it takes a lot of inspiration from, but also has some deep cuts to the original series, which, considering for a fucking porno parody, they went above it. Beyond! Did you get uh, how many kills were in it? No, I, uh, I I skimmed through this because I was writing notes for this, um, the non-porno parody movie we're watching tonight. So I just kind of just kind of skimmed through it. 
All right, here we go. One, two, three, four, five. Five sex scenes. These are long sex scenes. Five, yeah. No, actually, they're not even that long. The last one's 11 minutes, then the fourth one's 10. Oh, okay, Marathon Man. Third one's 24. Second one's 15. First one is 18. I'm jacking off on borrowed time, man. I'm not like fucking, you know, Thorazining everybody in the house and then like lock all the doors like, oh, time for a hearty beat-off sesh. Oh, and hey, don't get me wrong. Again, not to get a little too graphic, but I'm not going for fucking 25-minute fuck sessions. That's 22. Five minutes, that's 23 and a half minutes too goddamn long. And that's with me taking off my clothes. If I'm doing that, I'm going to the laundromat to do this. <laughs> sadly, sadly enough, as fuck queen, Nadia White is not in this flick. But I can say you have not lived until you've seen Jason Voorhees. When you type the word butt, did you give it two T's right after that? Just like as a little joke for yourself. Did like, you, did but. You, did you see my notes? Because <laughs> it's in there. Uh, you can't unsee Jason Voorhees tugging his dick out of socket and blowing flesh-eating ropes. So that's how he kills people. Yeah. Eight ropers that just, just fucking blah, 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 just shoot blah, through their skin. Sadly, him fucking his mother's severed head stump is not in this movie, but... Sadly. There is always possibility for a sequel. That was my thing online. Um, anytime we would play Friday the 13th and, you know, we would just trounce Jason... Like, we're all in the lobby still. It's like, oh, you know, because you got to mock the killer because we're fucking assholes. It's like, oh, what are you going to go back to your shack and fuck your mom's head hole? And then all the cum's going to drip out of the bottom and get on the floor. And then you got to clean up your shack. Oh, no. Are you going to use your little burlap sack to clean it up? We're assholes. There's a Halloween porno parody, too, right? Yes. Which sticks a little more closer to the um, normal tale. And I'm pretty sure Michael Myers does not have flesh-eating semen but uh time will tell i know there's nightmare and um nightmare on elm street where he has dildo fingers (laughs) my personal favorite is repenetrator which (laughs) yeah oh i need to buy that movie throw that on at a party kid's birthday party (laughs) hugely popular (laughs) all right so now that that's out of the way that that everything uh captain america's dick friday the 13th porno parodies uh scream five i think i think we're good okay all right all right so now we are moving on to uh episode 26 here lost after dark 26 you you said 25 earlier you fucking goon did i yep Ah, i fucked up start it over start it over no no all right. No. no. I was told that uh, in the last episode, uh, I played with the buttons way too much. So, uh, Aaron, this one's for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, your... I just, I got them and I get all excited. I, I, the, the fucking nuance and excitement will fucking wear off eventually. We got your Funko Pop dog. You know what I would love is a porno parody of Spider-Man the first time he meets Skip. Oh, shit. Pete, why don't you take your shit? Uh, should we? Do we tell them about? No, this? I don't even want to fucking get into that. All right, that. let me get some story juice in me real quick. All right, so that's cool. Uh, so this is not a video nasty. All right, this is not on our Hello Nasty list. Okay. Um. Oh, your dog did not like that. So when, where was the first time you saw this movie, Nachos McWerewolf? Oh, hand that over, buddy. Here you go. The Thank first you. time I saw this movie... Lean in. Lean in so the folks at home can hear you. Yeah, let me not scream like Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, so the first time I saw this movie was 
Uh, whenever you gave, whenever you lent this to me, I don't know, was that like two, three years ago, something like that? Five years ago. God damn, so half a decade and some change. Uh, and then same for me. Um, I lent it to myself after I bought it at the Walmart. Wow, really? You got it there? Yeah, this came out in uh, August uh, 2015. I came across the trailer online and was just blown away. I was like, okay, it's an 80s, it's a slasher set in the 80s, right? New kind of killer thing. It's got the fucking T-1000. I'm a huge fan of Robert Patrick. So I was like, all right, I'm instantly fucking sold on this. But I don't even know where I came across the trailer or even how. Maybe it was Anchor Bay's like social media page or something. I don't, I don't know. But I, I just saw it and I was like, fuck yeah, that looks cool. Gotta remember Anchor Bay. Yes. They were the Scream Factory, but Scream Factory is a Scream Factory. So directed by Ian Kessner, uh, who didn't really have any other fucking directing credits to his name. Or has interacted with any dogs or black people in his life. Right. One but of now, us is really going to enjoy murder. Damn it, I am fucking up the buttons all over tonight. Pushing my buttons. It's time to meet our casualties! Oh my god, he's killing me! He's killing me! He's killing me! <laughs> I think this goes on a little too long, uh, but I just fucking really enjoy the goofy fucking music. So, And I do apologize for all of you listening. Uh, I have the buttons uh, lined up in front of me. I have them all labeled and numbered, but I'm just a big dumb idiot today, so... Uh, we are going to go down our list of casualties. Uh, we have a fairly decent uh, list here. There's quite a few, um, you know, main cast members, so to speak. Most of them aren't really in anything that's really super worthwhile or important, but there are a couple that have actually been in something that maybe you have seen before. Uh, first up is Elise Gatine, who plays Jamie. Uh, next up, and she wasn't really in anything, uh, Eve Harlow plays Marilyn. Now, she was in Heroes Reborn, which was the sequel to the first four seasons of Heroes. And I really thought, like, NBC's going to fucking bring me something great here. Nope. It wasn't great. But she's also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Insert cricket chirp. No, and, really, but... And uh, Alexander Calvert plays Johnny. Now, he was in Lost Boys The Tribe. Holy shit. Have you seen that one? Uh, no. Uh, is that the one where uh, Feldman... Um, that's the third one. That's the third one? So, okay, it's... The Quee- Tribe, what, that came out like tw- 2012? Oh, fuck, you tell me, man. So, Queefer Sutherland's little brother is like, Hi, I'm Captain Vampire. Uh, they're a surfer gang. Pretty much if you've ever read the plot of... Or have heard the plot of The Lost Girls, that spinoff they've been trying so to like, do. So, like, they're since. like Point Break. Yes. Except there's one scene where they drop kick a... I want to watch Point Break. <laughs> Um, anyway, so surfing vampires and it's fucking, it's a piece of shit. Okay. But the third one is fucking hilarious. Uh, I'm pretty sure. What's the tribe? Is it the fourth one? No, there's only three. The second one's the tribe. And I think the third one's called, you're not getting that hour and a half of your life back. I think I've seen the third one and I've never seen the tribe. You know what? I'll bring them over. We'll fucking watch them. Uh, he was also in Scream TV show and he was in the last couple seasons of Supernatural. We've got... Okay, okay. Jesse no Camacho, who plays Toby. A, in a fucking amazing name. What's right. your last name? Camacho. 
Stephen James plays Wesley. He was in a movie. He was actually in a very popular movie, not a horror movie, called Race, which is about 1936. It's about race wars? Olympic Games, which was in Nazi Germany. So it was in Berlin at the time. It's a black guy running you know, in the Olympics for, I, I want to say it's for us. I didn't see the movie. I've heard really good things. I think it won a couple of awards. So that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, Justin Kelly plays Sean. Nothing there. It wasn't very popular in Germany, though. (laughs) Uh, Lainey McCauley plays Heather. Kendra Timmons plays Adrian. Then we've got Mark Wiebe, who plays Junior Jode. And last, but certainly not least on this fucking list, Robert Patrick plays Mr. Cunningham, Mr. C, the Mm. vice principal of the school. He's T-1000 in The Terminator 2. He's in Die Hard 2. He's in The Faculty. And if you did not know, he is the brother of Richard Patrick, who is the lead singer of the band Filter. The Hey Man, Nice Shot, Hey Old Man, Got Something For You, Filter. Fun fact, every time I hear that song, I get pulled over. When you hear Hey Man, Nice Shot? Yeah. It's about that... uh, Oh, shit, they're here now. Way to go, asshole. Senator or congressman who killed himself on live TV in the 90s? Oh, fucking... Blew his brains out in front of everybody. Bud Dwyer. Yes, Bud Dwyer. Where he gets his uh, bagged lunch. (laughs) Tell my family I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that's rough, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that was... My brother has that on a t-shirt. Robert Patrick, he's the big name here. He's what got me excited. I mean, that guy's in fucking everything. You can see him. He's a national fucking treasure. He is a treat. He is the bodybuilder fucking uh, Tom Atkins. So if you're not a Tom Atkins fan, you're at least a Robert Patrick fan. If you're not a Robert Patrick fan, uh, why don't you fucking swallow a box of nails? Uh, Please explain the term bodybuilder Tom Atkins. What, I, am I missing something here? Ever, have to... you seen Robert Patrick? Like, as he gets older, like, he gets wrinklier, but he gets thicker, like, everywhere. Not like... Like Charles... Not like, no, Charles not like was straight jacked. Yeah, he's not like um, William Shatner, how he gets thicker everywhere, but also somehow gets shorter. How he just accumulates body mass and becomes a human cylinder. Robert Patrick, like, just his arms get bigger, his fucking legs get bigger. Like, he's slowly turning into Schwarzenegger. Buddy, I can explain that. It's when you get older, when you're an older model, older model T-1000, like, your fucking liquid metal coagulates in weirder places <laughs> in your body and kind of hangs and sags. He can't go through a metal detector either. It's kind of weird. So, uh, this movie, as said before, it was released in August 2015. Now, this is obviously a newer movie. We, we do a lot of the older stuff in the first season. Yeah, we, we Come to think of it, is this our most current? This, this one and, I want to say, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island are probably the two most fucking recent movies we've done. Yeah, but that was 99. This is 2015. So. That's what I'm saying. That that It's that big a gap. It's a 16-year gap I see gap what that. you're doing. But this this had an interesting run in the uh, with other movies that came out that year. There were some good ones and some stinkers. We're not huge fans of modern horror here. Don't get me wrong. There are good ones. We do believe that there are some good ones out there. you got to shift through that poop to get to them. Though. Right, but not as many as like the late 70s. All the 80s, even the early 90s. Like, there were some fantastic ones. But here, we've got Hell House LLC came out this year. Fuck yes! Uh, we Are Still Here. Ooh, it's a sleeper, but goddamn, when you get there. Right. It, and Barbara Crampton. That is a slow movie, but Jesus, when it gets there. I can't wait to do that one. Man. Tales of Halloween. I love that fucking movie. I just got the Atomic Scarecrow to watch that shit. The, love- the Barry Boswick part, which is my personal favorite. It's like, hey, Billy, is your mom going to wear that slutty cat costume? 
I love this mutant. What Billy. is this? La- what is Billy's last name? Louis fucking spray painting on the side of the fucking. It's like Billy Crampton or, or Billy uh... Crampton was here or some shit, dude. It's fucking great. I like how like the older Barry Boswick gets. He's just like, oh fuck it, I don't care. I'll be in your movie. The uh, the it's a it's a series of short tales that all happen on Halloween night. Some throughout the one same might even town. Say an anthology, right? I love the one about the kids who show up and attack the people that are trying to hand out candy. That's a good one. Um, that was really good. Green Room. Oh, if you haven't seen Green Room, that movie is fucking disgusting. You get maybe from Arrested Development. You get uh, Anton Yelka. Who's the bald guy? Ah, Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Professor X. That's right, uh, Captain Picard. Uh, Sinister 2. Mm, why can't you be the first one? Yeah, but it's got Deputy Awesome in there, and I do love him. And that chick, uh, it's like Sarah Swartzen, whatever the fuck. That chick is a smoke show, but that movie just fucking. It's a little slow. My main, my main gripe is the final tape is is taken straight from fucking Fast and Furious two. No, what the though the rat the thing? thing no, yeah. fuck that. I don't even care if you have demonic. Possession. I thought that was really cool in Fast Furious too. And then I see it here, I'm like, that's mm, no. You had so many good ones in the first one. This is this is this is poo poo. It was even cooler when I did the via and nom you pussy fart. Uh, then we have the sand, which <laughs> I, I, I gotta see that. It's so I just keep seeing that part with the dude's lady. He's like, oh my god, I'm getting eaten by giblets in the sand. I liked it. Uh, Final Girls. Yes, that one's a fucking. Where's the sequel to that, man? Uh, Devil's Candy. I've never seen that. I've heard good things. It's, it's not bad. Poltergeist the remake. Why did you need to happen? It didn't. There's no reason for you to exist. I like um, I like what's his name? Uh, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. He's, He's fun. Great. That movie, what, what hurt that is PG-13. PG-13 hurt the Poltergeist. Uh, really. Well, technically, <laughs> the original Poltergeist... Was PG, but that's 80 PG. Yeah, no, all bets are off, yeah. dude. You're showing tits and dicks and fucking... Head mom notes. and dad are fucking smoking weed. Yeah, dude, coach and fucking mom gets fucked up the wall and... Like, why are you... I get it, making a sequel to Poltergeist, because I'll say it, the first Poltergeist is fucking baller, but your boy likes Poltergeist 2 better, because the Rever Kane is straight terrifying. Oh, still to this day. And Poltergeist 3, you're a movie. Uh, the Invitation. I'm pretty sure the chick who directed that, don't quote me on that, is from St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, that was a slow burner. It was another one, but it was it was also good. Also yes, good. We also have Howl. I was just talking to the Atomic Scarecrow about this the other week. Howl's good. Uh, for just being some low budget uh, UK fucking train to Hogwarts flick. It's there like, have oh, been now some, Lupin's on the fucking train. There have been some good recent werewolf movies as of late. How? Phage. Yes. Phase? Phage? Phage? Dog Soldiers? Fuck yes. Where's my sequel to that? Right. Uh, okay, so also... I'll even say Ginger Snap. The Gallows? That was the one... The Hangman one? Where they're in high school and they're doing yep. like a production. That was, that was okay. I think they made a sequel to that. I think they did too. Uh, I don't know how they say this. I haven't seen it. It's either The Witch or The Vich. Oh, with Black Phillip, who likes to live deliciously. And then the last one, The Human Centipede 3. Urgh. Urgh. Why? Why? Yeah. No, dude. I think Tara reads in that. Okay. I got a little story. You've probably heard this one. Hit us. <laughs> All right. So I'm living in my parents' basement like uh, the man-child's dream drink to that <laughs> there you go 
And I'm watching Human Centipede at about 3.40 in the morning. My dad comes home from working insane hours because my dad is a workaholic vampire. And uh, so there's a specific scene in the movie where one of the segments of the creepy killer's Human Centipede, who we thought was dead, comes back to life, or never was actually dead, and fucking Yuzon bolts the fuck out of there. Well, the kicker is, she's pagan. So she gets in a car, and she gives birth in car. <laughs> well, I've heard this story. I mean, what's a motherly thing to do? Care for your child? No, it slides under the gas pedal, and she slams the gas pedal, smushing her brand newborn baby's skull. So naturally, after I come, I say, <laughs> holy shit! And my dad runs downstairs. He's like, whoa, what's wrong? What's wrong? I fucking rewind it. He comes. <laughs> he goes, holy. I, I reshow him the scene. He goes, holy shit. And that wakes my mom up. And she comes downstairs. She's like, what the fuck are you guys screaming about? <laughs> she comes downstairs. And then after she finger blasts both of us. <laughs> she goes, Jesus Christ, that's fucked up. Now shut the fuck up. And be quiet because I, I need to go back to bed. I gotta work in the fucking morning. Oh, that is ironically a good story. enough. My mom works at a car factory where they test the gas pedals by putting <laughs> babies' heads under there. So they take the they take the babies from the crash test tummies. That's right. Those sexy baby. Okay, nope, nope. <laughs> Hard at it. All right. So how to watch? Uh, this movie isn't normally on streaming. You can get it on Blu-ray and DVD, both from Anchor Bay, with minimal special features. It's very sad. I think we talked about this. Um, this might be one of, if not the last Anchor Bay release. Rest in peace, Anchor Bay. Pending, I, if you are, in fact, out the game. They used to give you great stuff. I, I got a killer fucking... I, I I only recently updated my Evil Dead to a Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray sucks. Be I mean, the Blu-ray quality is good, but it's got no special features. But the Anchor Bay... It's not quite bare bones, but yeah. it's lacking. My in... DVD Anchor Bay one's like three discs. You pick that up, and, and it's, it's straight dripping special features. Yeah. So I think the deal with that is it's because Anchor Bay and Stars. I think Anchor Bay was like an undershoot of Stars and the like Rob Tappert and Sam Raimi and, and uh, Big Dick Energy Bruce Campbell. They were all in bed together kind of thing. So it's like when we get to Evil Dead or Ash vs. the Evil Dead, uh, they're like, we're going to run this show forever. And then they got some new fucking boner holes, you know, to run the studio. And they're like, oh, we're actually not going to do any of this. So fuck your show. Fuck you, Anchor Bay. We're going to focus more on uh, cat porno. Yeah, and the fucking stars' fucking subscriptions just derived. Straight shit to bed. Yeah. How many stars would you give it? Uh, the show or oh, the I choice? Just, out of stars. I give zero stars out of stars. So this movie, it's never really on streaming. You can get it like on YouTube and Amazon for like a buck ninety if you want to rent it. You know what? Give it a week. It'll probably be on Tubi by the time we're done with this episode. Most likely. You can also get it on Blu-ray for $10 through Amazon right now. Uh, it's definitely worth it, I would say. Uh, the DVD is like, I think, seven or eight. Boy, Cincinnati Jeff, that sounds like a deal you can't beat. Just like a sore dick. Uh, so... There's really no other good way to watch it, so I guess uh, now we're going to move on to Horse Around with Maniacs. One of us is really going to enjoy murdering you. And this is a nachos-centric episode. Those nachos take us away with the plot, buddy. All right, so I apologize in advance. I went to um, uh, the downfall of modern society known as the Council High School, 
where they're big on having sex with children on ecstasy instead of teaching people things. So I'm going to do my goodest right now. <clears throat> Michigan, 1977. A nameless girl, Lori, her, her name is Lori, runs screaming out of a spooky house while a dude yells, Lori, run! And even though we don't see him get killed on screen, the subtitles and sound effects heavily imply that Lori's boyfriend, pimp, friend, gets got. <laughs> pimp in. Lori continues running and dips into a shack, possibly a shed, and stumbles across some other random dead chick, freaks out, and starts running again. Fun fact, Lori has a ginormous peace sign medallion that's roughly around Flavor Flav's clock size. I, there's no way that's going to come into play later. All oh, right. Oh, foreshadowing. She's running into the woods and suddenly trips because bitches be tripping and almost lands head first into a bear trap. Our generic junkyard reject mountain man killer shows up and slams her pretty face into said bear trap. Death number one. Lori must be a huge fan of Masters of the Universe. I think her favorite character is Trapjaw. Trapjaw. All right. Fuck that. That line is dead to me. Okay. Our movie starts in the lawn of an average-looking house in a normal-looking neighborhood with the Kmart version of We're the Kids of America. Whoa! Whoa. Uh, but it's like, we are children that are in Canada. Okay. Uh, inside. This is this is a Canadian heavy uh, horror movie where, like, most of the cast was in, like, Degrassi and shit. Yeah, and they're not sorry about it because this is what it's all about. At least they hide their accents well. Yeah. Do they? I think so. But go on, please. All right. Inside our lead girl... Adrian is packing her bags for a sleepover and talking to her friend Jamie on a telephone. Have so here's the bullshit. The bullshit in this scene right here is that the cord's only like one of those like standard like six foot fucking like wrapped telephone cords. We're like we all know like back in the fucking 80s. 15, 16 year old girls had the fucking like cords that went like 20 fucking goddamn feet when they were folded in half. Well, Cincinnati Jeff in Canada, it's called meters. <laughs> she had about a nine meter telephone cord there, eh? <laughs> I'll take that round of applause. Fuck you, metric system. We ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> All right. So outside, we meet our MVP, Toby, who starts firing little pebbles. I was thinking during this scene, I'm like, all right. So he's tossing rocks at the fucking window, and you hear that chunk, chunk, right, to get her attention. If you just bust it out her window. When, when does that ever fucking work in real life? Uh, in A Nightmare on Elm Street, which I never knew. Uh, okay, mental note, because I don't have a pen and paper to make my note. Uh, you know, I'll just do a little cursor there. <laughs> I'm fucking genius. All right, so when uh, Tina wakes up for her dream, when she pulls that thing out of the glass, that's not a pebble. That's a human tooth. I never knew that. And that automatically makes that scene fucking 700% more intense. What does that have to do with throwing rocks at the window? Because Freddy was doing it, except it wasn't rocks, it was teeth. It was baby teeth that he got from underneath the fucking gas pedal. <laughs> <laughs> or Freddy Krueger is actually low-key, like the Uber He's driver. He's low-key? 
low key the uber driver of two he's loki god damn it i'm gonna slit your wrist um and i'm gonna make you vain the brother of thor roof stepbrother okay he's adopted uh, <laughs> so what if freddy krueger is actually don't hand me the melt stick i don't with the melt stick go on i'm sorry go go uh, go uh we're way off you're distracted to do with add yeah because this is gonna fucking farewell farewell Okay, yeah, anyway, back to the story. Back, so Toby's throwing fucking rocks at the window. Throwing baby teeth at her fucking window, <laughs> and she pops her head out and wants to know, uh, and he wants oh, to know. Oh, hey, is it snack time? Is it? You got some orange slices? <laughs> Was he going to tear himself in half? Uh, and then, so Toby's like, hey, are you going to go to the dance? He's like, she's like, yeah. It's like, do you want to come with me? And she's like, no, my dad's going to drive me. And he's like, it's three blocks from here, but okay. Well, Toby looks like a guy who could use the extra walk. I mean, yeah, you probably... I like me the Tobes. He's my MVP character in this, but I think uh, dude would probably benefit from a little elliptical time. <laughs> All right. Adrian's dad, Norman, and his sex offender mustache. Dude, this mustache is straight from fucking Mike D in the Sabotage video. I was going to say, this fucking Kmart Ned Flanders... Okay, that's two Kmart references in less than a sense. Murr Diddly Erdler. <sighs> All right. Barges in and is like, hey, honey, are you ready to have fun this weekend? But before they get any further, he picks up a picture on her shelf of dead Lori. Lori, her older, deader sister. I think her name was Lori. So apparently she got in with some hippies and skipped town. Uh, I'm pretty sure she got murdered eight years ago, but let's stay optimistic here. And then so dad's like. Born to wander. Your grandfather used to say that. Your mom and your sister were cut of the same cloth. So, did the mom bounce out with the hippies too? No, she's just been at the store for the past five years getting and cigarettes. She went out for some pizza. cigarettes. Uh, a real <laughs> talk. I think she was tired of uh, Norman shit because, like. With that French tickler that he wears. Look at that fucking dude. Uh, no, so real talk, I think she bounced out with the hippie mobile to get- He's got my favorite scene later, but we'll talk about it. Um, I, <clears throat> I think she bounced out with the, or the mom bounced out with the daughter to get some free love freak fucked. And, <laughs> okay, if we're playing by the ru- those rules, then maybe when Lori was running around and saw that body in the shed, perhaps that was mother. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions. Maybe let's let the movie do its fucking job. Okay. All right. The important thing, though, is that this really isn't important. No, far from. So I'm not buying that this Ned Flanders-looking ass (laughs) uh, motherfucker wasn't the killer. Like, if I didn't already watch this movie twice, I'd say that's the killer. Uh, And if he's not the killer of this movie, then he's definitely a killer from another horror movie franchise. And then this director is trying to do, like, some MCU-level fucking universe building scissoring how many times are we going to go back to that marvel universe well in this episode? kevin feigny feigny i don't remember his name feigny Figney. that guy it's faggy faggy yeah Faggy. sorry i'm not trying to be a dick faggy faggy um before we go any further ah before we go any further i want to address this for our fans drinking along with us at home or at the office or while driving we're gonna play a little drinking game here Anytime we spot a character blatantly named after something in the horror genre, we're going to drink. So far, we have... You pausing it? No, no, okay. no. You're just stepping on my fucking dick. Well, so, okay. I It's the only piece of trivia that I could find... That's trivial as fuck! 
But Nachos had to fucking ruin it here in the beginning of the episode. But every male victim is named after a slasher film director, i.e. Wes Craven, Johnny Carpenter, Toby Hooper, Sean Cunningham, and every female is Mr. named C. after Cunningham. That's a final name. girl actress from the classics, Heather Langenkamp, Jamie Lee Curtis, Marilyn Burns, Adrian King, and of course we've got Vice Principal Cunningham as well. Uh, is a homage, so to speak. Oh my but god! But please continue. You crack the code, the code that nobody gives a fuck about. One, two, three, four, five. All right. So Lori, Lori Strode, Adrian, Adrian King. Yeah. All right. Let's let's double five drinks, Weepy. Come on, <sighs> for the listeners. <laughs> Gotta work in the morning. We're gonna think it's ten o'clock. <laughs> Ow! The pumpkin beer tastes good when it gets in your sinuses. Ugh. All right. All right, Norman. Norman Thank God I'm keeping my beer cold with this amazing neoprene. Here comes the spooky koozie. Cincinnati Jeff, where did you get the Here Comes the Spooky podcast neoprene can koozie? Available at a website near you, herecomesthespooky.com. All proceeds go to Here Comes the Spooky in the show. Also join us on Patreon.com for your free version of the Here Comes the Spooky. <clears throat> Meanwhile, at the high school, high school, high school, at high school, I can't wait to go to high school, Billy. Cherish Don't it. you ever say that? Cherish it as long as you can. <laughs> For God's sakes! All right, go. This could be all milk. All right, uh, <laughs> we are getting way off, but I fucking promise you that uh, at least fifty percent of us in this room enjoy this fucking movie. 75. All right. <clears throat> we witness a goddamn vandal defacing a sign that says Bloomfield Spring Ball, 1984. Lick my ball. But that trickster changed it to <laughs> Bloomfield Spring Lick, Lick my balls. A classic. <laughs> Every time, because I always forget that that scene's coming up, and I just fucking lose it, dude, because that is my fucking kind of vandalism I'm right there. I'm a pretty big fan of respecting laws and not vandalizing <laughs> things. Lick my ball. <laughs> Clearly, we know who in this room has a criminal background. <laughs> Juvenile over here. Oh, no doubt. Straight up. <laughs> uh, dude, I love it. I love it. All right, go on. We are introduced to Mr. Cunningham, a.k.a. Mr. C, about to go on one of his several I am the law speeches. He grabs up the goddamn. The goddamn. The goddamn, I say. Goddamn vandal in an arm hold and drags him off to see the janitor. Straight up, dude. And he's like fucking like bending that arm back, he's, he's dude. Got, he's got that he's torque going on. He's getting 80s physical. I like it. Right? Like in Carrie when you could just slap the fuck out of people. Okay, but why is he taking him to see the janitor? It's not like the janitor's got the fucking like the the turpentine to clean shit. I don't to know to clean a fucking piece of paper. Hey, maybe he's gonna go fucking make him mop. Oh, all day long. I knew you were going for that, you motherfucker, M- and sing that song. Okay, so yeah, I'm my... gonna wax that floor. Hey, I just shine. mopped it. <laughs> gonna clean off the spray paint with, with turpentine. turpentine. Okay, so no, dead serious. Why wouldn't he just be like, hey, go, don't do that, you delinquent piece of shit. Well, because it's the fucking 80s. Like, he's going to overly punish the kid because that's fucking how they used to do shit back in the day. You can't touch kids now and kids get away with fucking murder. That's why you probably have So you're just saying you need to finger kids and they'd act right. Is that what you're saying? Beat the shit out (laughs) of them a little bit. 
Uh, so he's probably going to go fucking make him, like, mop or, like, do something demeaning. Be like, oh, it's really hard to clean the bottom of this pan when you keep spilling meat tenderizer all over me. Yeah, okay, you fucking boomer. <laughs> all right, Mr. C is played by, as you know, Robert Patrick. The years have not been kind to him. He yeah, looks a little he's Richard like... Patrick's brother, if we didn't talk it's about it. the dude earlier. from Filter. Yeah. Dude. So for real, though, he actually does show up. I think that we... You mentioned it, right? There's a show yes. in St. Louis that Robert Patrick showed up and sang on stage with Filter. He actually, he came up on stage, he melted in the liquid metal, he slid across, and then he high-fived Alex Mack, and then they morphed together into a giant... Uh, That's not even at all No, how no and happened. then they turned into Capri Suns. No, he came out on they, stage... Everybody drank Capri Suns. It was the best. You Were, were you there? I was there. He came oh, out okay. on stage, and he said, I'm sorry to interrupt your rock and roll concert and he held up a picture and said but has anyone seen this boy <laughs> and it was a mirror and it's like oh shit and then i said and that boy was me god damn it putman you're an asshole all right really back to back to all back right. to <laughs> all right adrian, too much fun adrian gets dropped off at the dance by her father even though it's three fucking blocks away oh crap hold up oh what do we do I've, we haven't even been recording the whole time Oh, reels? I'm, no, it's oh. we're like 52 minutes in. Oh, go. God. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought you were going to say smoke break. And, okay. Smoke uh, break? Smoke break. And we're back. And I totally remember where I left off. <clears throat> Adrian gets dropped. Okay, I already said that. And we meet up with her pal, Jamie, who is rocking a bitch inside Pony. And two minutes into the dialogue, they bring up the dead Lori angle again. Jesus Christ, they are really trying to cement that into our heads. Yes. Outside of the school, cut to Toby, Sean, and Wes breaking into a bus and hotwiring it. We are introduced to Sean, Sean Cunningham, drink number six, and seven, Wes, Wesley Craven, who, real talk, I thought they were doing a Brat Pack thing, so I'm like, oh, it's Wesley Snipes! But I don't remember Wesley Snipes being in the Brat Pack. Also, Wes shoves Toby into the bus and says, it's all fun and game until somebody loses an eye. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Why would he... Wait, do you smell that? <laughs> Foreshadowing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, too much ha-ha, pretty soon boo-hoo. <laughs> too much romance, not enough human killing. <laughs> oh, That boo-hoo thing's real, though. What? Too much ha-ha, pretty soon boo-hoo. Just saying. No, it's no girl, no cry, man. Yo, why does your O'Fallon bill have a Mike's Hard Lemonade top? It doesn't. It has a O'Fallon top. O'Fallon. Yes, it most certainly does. All right. Meanwhile, back inside the high school, Adrian is retrieving a key from her locker when an 80s punk rock golf greaser trick, trick, chick, haha, <laughs> that was close, uh, storms out of the dance with Mr. C tailing behind her, and in so many words telling her she's dressed like a motherfucking hoe. This is Marilyn. Her name is Marilyn, and she kind of looks like, uh, I'm picking up some gothed out Cindy Lauper, maybe Joan Jett vibes. She's juggy for sure. I mean, she got some titties. I think Toby is the MVP titty champion of this movie, <laughs> but that's all right. Drink number eight, Marilyn, Marilyn Burns. Boy, hope you guys like. And what's Marilyn Burns from? Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Look at you. Oh yeah. Look at the big brain on Brad. I almost said Marilyn Chambers, but now technically, as this is a Canadian movie and Cronenberg is a Canadian director, Marilyn Burns was the star in Rabid. You've ever seen that one? I've never seen Rabid. Ah, oh, Cronenberg is God. All right. 
Mr. C goes on another one of his no, boomerangs. No, I am God. No, nah, dude, you're eating parakeet. Parakeet? <laughs> parrot? Whatever. Anyway, Mr. C goes on one of his boomerangs. <clears throat> this isn't the same world your parents grew up in. You carry mace? APB. That's my motto. Always be prepared. When I was in the bush with the 101st, you can be sure, little missy, we were prepared for anything. Because back in the day, when men were when, men were men and women knew it. And then he ends <laughs> it with, don't you look at me with those big dumb cow eyes. What the fuck is any of this writing? What What is that even supposed to fucking mean? Uh, well, the cow eye thing, I don't really understand. No, I get it. It's like, back when dames was dames right. and girls were girls. But and, uh, guck, guck, the, and spinach the fact that he hard. has uh, military training actually comes into play he has military training in this movie wow every line of dialogue he's had in this movie so far hasn't driven that dildo into my face it actually but it does help later on when he's doing something which i actually appreciate hey are we there no then shut the fuck up okay 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 (laughs) i'm just kidding baby i love you uh back on the bus sean and wes are busting toby's balls about not being able to start the bus and that he has no game when it comes to talking the ladies I'm pretty sure the director has never actually interacted with a black dude before because Wes's dialogue is real fucking dumb. Do they not have African-Americans in Canada? Uh, African-Canadians? I'm, I'm not really sure on the terminology, the proper terminology on that. So so moving on. Well, it's... And Wes has an Afro pick because... 2015, so I think we're 80s. saying black now. black Canadians? Bladians. Ooh, that's even better. Because there's always one motherfucker trying to ice skate up in hill in Canada. So, yeah, he doesn't. He, but that's that's kind of cool to his character because he's not this token black guy. He is a black guy. He's the token black guy. No, but he's not. He doesn't. He doesn't have token black guy. Like he has an Afro pick. Ebonics talk and things like that and it's not like oh you're good at sports because you're black and you can run really fast like he's not token in that sense he's just a black that? character it's a hard edit <laughs> all right he's just a black kid and and i and i liked that that was actually pretty cool because i i even though i had seen this movie several times rewatching it for this episode i was i was almost expecting that because i was like oh yeah here he comes and then i was like oh no 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 oh, he, this isn't not another teen movie he doesn't have that wait He's not saying that is whack. Yo, hold up. In in that episode of Psych, is the token black guy from not another teen movie? Is that f- no? That's the dude from the Cosby Show. My bad. Yeah, that's okay. Bud from right. the Cosby Show. Uh, on the Here Comes the Spooky podcast, we're also pretty avid uh, Psych fans. Oh, big fans of Psych. If you've never seen it on USA, it's fucking fantastic. I've heard it both ways. All right, so the gals. Adrian and Jamie are hanging outside a door when a new character, Heather, Heather, slams through the door and they automatically call her a slut. I love her fucking giving Jamie shit. She's like, oh, nice dress. It almost makes you look like you have boobs. Yeah, that it's catty or bitchy. But, you know, to be fair, she is a Heather. So right. what do you expect? I, I like Gag that Gag me with a running chainsaw. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. With a jawbreaker. 
Uh, Jawbreaker, I pretty much, I feel, is the spiritual successor. To Heathers. Yes. Heathers, I remember telling my wife about this. I was like, you gotta watch this movie. It's it's really funny. And then she watched it. She's like, this is not funny. And I was like, okay, well. Yeah, in a post-Columbine world, I don't know if Heathers if, floats. If, if you don't think that Christian Slater taking a gun to school is hilarious, then, okay, maybe that's not for you. But I really enjoy Heathers, but I had seen it. Um, I fucking hate Christian Slater, dude. I, I liked him in Broken Arrow. Yeah, I mean, like, he's good in shit, but, like, uh, uh, what was that movie? Oliver Stone, Quentin Tarantino. The Doors? Nah. Deep rom- Romance. Oh, True Romance. That movie's a fucking 10. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Okay, so anyway, back on target. Uh, Heather comes running out wearing her fucking sunglasses that night. Corey Hart would be so fucking proud. <laughs> Suddenly, they hear a spooky noise from the bushes, and ooga-booga, it's a jump scare. We meet the final ass goblin of the group, Johnny. And he is a major fucking douchebag and Heather's stupid piece of shit boyfriend. He is, and they set him up to be such a good prick. For real, this dude has been on screen for all three seconds and i want to hit him in the stomach with a pickaxe and fire his ass down a well but i did enjoy that he didn't have the the classic 80s trope of the fucking like sweater around his fucking throat oh, kind of thing. Chad sweater no yeah. he had double not one but two papa did colors oh also drink nine and ever ten ever since i can remember i've been popping that color wow hey good throwback dude uh raise your beers for heather number nine heather langdon camp or you know mm-hmm. Nancy, and then ten, Johnny Johnny Depp. All right, the magic school bus arrives around the corner and picks all the kitties up. Mister Cheating. I think Mr. it was Johnny Carpenter is what they're going for, but oh, for real? Probably. Well, fuck my face like I'm pretty today. All right, Mister C chases after the school bus like a much older, slower version of the T1000, and says another classic line: "Those goddamn turds went AWOL." <laughs> That's funny, dude. All right. So back at that, Nacho's kind of shrugged, like, "Yeah, it is." It's humorous. Hold up, what do humans do? Ha 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 ha! <laughs> Execute humor <laughs> protocol. End. All right. So at that spooky house from the beginning of the movie, we see some random dingus we've never even seen before. Some asshole I've never even seen before sitting on the floor carving up some critter for a snack. It's like some drifter, some squatter. Now, as a squatting drifter, I don't like the cut of this guy's jib. But, so I at, like the cut of his critter. At this point in the movie, you notice something that's kind of been going on like here and there like sporadically. It This movie has this 1970s grindhouse grainy oh, filter, film filter which that, is very inconsistent it's it's not yeah it's not in every scene but it's it one of the things i remember with the trailer was that it kind of set this movie I up don't have them <laughs> as to be uh as to be this sort of like um lost 80s slasher that's kind of what they're setting this up at if you ever saw the simpsons episode where like uh, they find this Village of the Dam type movie locked in a vault because when it was shown in the 50s, like, everybody went insane sort of thing. It's kind of, they sort of set it up to be like that. Buddy, real talk, it's like uh, Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez's uh, Grindhouse. Yeah, like, but it's but they, they do it really, really well here, and, and they sold it places, well. In certain they, places. They, they sold it well on the trailer, which was what I really, really drew me to this movie in the first place. So, 
every time you get to like the old farmhouse and like around the kills and stuff, it gets very grainy. Not like to the point where you can't watch anything like that, but you see the these little pops and things like that on like the side of the little screen. scratches, hair yeah. in the gate, and so forth. Like it's like it's like it's like you know a bad film transfer, and it's really cool, and it definitely plays into the movie later. Dude, that's so cool. It reminds me of the part where you shut the fuck up because mm. I'm talking here. Mm. God, no, I'm just kidding. You right. can't see me winking. All so, right. on the bus. Actually, no. Uh, the demented Killbilly, our killer oh, hero, that's right. yeah. uh, sneaks up from behind and grabs the drifter's hand, still holding the knife, and makes the bum. Yeah, he's like skinning his... a rabbit or something, too. The, 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 he's, the, doing, the bum? he's doing a little Michael Myers. He's getting some critter snacks. <laughs> uh, so, he makes the bum slit his own throat, and then the killer grunts, My house. You ready for this? Death number two, the shit bum drifter. I said, whose house? Ron's house. My house. <laughs> whose house? My house. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I knew you'd get a chuckle out of that. Back on the bus, the gang is rocking out to a killer mixtape that I'm trying to figure out if it sounds, uh, what it sounds like. Is it like a happier version of Nick Cave and the birthday party? This is one of my main guys. Yeah, gripes. I was going to say, who do what vibe are you getting from this, my dude? This is this is one of my main gripes of the movie, Coaches. set in the '80s in 1985, no less. And the music, kind of industrial, it's ranting, droning. Yeah, tunes. it's really weird. It's like a really, really bad Talking Heads, and then, um, uh, what's his nuts? Sean, he comes in. And no, it's no, like it's Wesley. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm yeah, done with this Sean's stupid honky bolt." No, Sean's Sean's uh, Captain Smoochlord. That's right. Yeah, sorry. He, he's the honky. All right. So yeah, so Wesley's not going, fuck all this stupid honky bullshit, and he puts on his own crush groove. And I think this is meant to sound like some kind of uh, run DMC, Grandmaster Flash combo. I'm not going to lie. I fucking dug it, and I kind of want to find out this song. This part was actually, or this song Did was Did you watch cool. it with the subtitles on? Yes. Because that shit, it's good. I love classical rap. But like, this is... I think made solely for this movie because I didn't recognize these songs and I'm a big eighties music fan. I'm a huge buff of it. I did not recognize any of these songs. No, I think it, they had them made specifically for the movie. Yes. Which bummed me out because we're the kids from Alberta. Okay. It's you could have spent a little bit of money to bring in some oh, recognizable no, wait, This is tunes. even better. I, I love not, this. Not, no, 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 not, not a knock against this song, but a knock against the music in this movie in general. Okay. Did you ever see Donald Glover's stand up? Yeah. You know, Troy from the community. Mm -hmm. uh, when he's like, fucking 80s rap music was just so easy. It was just like, I went to the hat store and, and I, I got, got myself, myself a hat. hat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's what that shit reminded me of. And it fucked me up. Also, Jamie is dicking around with a Rubik's Cube because the 80s. Dude, this fucking scene's so fun, she's too. Like, Fuck that. She's like from solving it. She's like actually getting somewhere, takes it, looks at it, and fucking throws it out the bus window. I found it. Because, like, what were you saying to me? You're like they fucking gave these away with like a tank of gas in the eighties. Yeah, for real. It's like you're, you're you nah. took the president of fitness test, and if you passed it, you got a fucking Rubik's cube. Yeah, Nancy Reagan shows up and waggles her old tits around, and then fucking Rubik's cubes fall. <laughs> Mister Body would show up to school. He's like, all right, kids, do extra pushups, and here's a Rubik's cube. <laughs> Please get the Rubik's get the Rubik's cubes from my anus. Just reach in there. It came it came uh, to your house if you watch the uh, season premiere of the Great American Superhero. Oh, Mister T shows up, starts waggling his chains around, and just rubik's cubes <laughs> all right everything is going fine until it isn't because the fucking bus runs out of gas <laughs> also drink every time i burp for yeah. the people in the office and driving around all the uber drivers we respect you 
Uh, and then, okay, so they pull over. Wes starts flipping the fuck out on Toby, and MPP, MVP Toby tells them, you guys picked the broken bus. I just fixed it. Fuck yeah, Yeah, he's like, the Toby. fucking gas tank says it's fucking half empty. It's like, fuck yeah, Toby. You make those jocks eat your shit. So, out in the woods, the gals be changing clothes and be giving kissing advice. Dude. Why didn't they just stay on the Girl makeout sessions. This is... Yeah, perfect but, for me, but such a weird setting. To quote Brutal Massacre, titties. These movies got to have titties. So when the titties is getting cut up, you say, man, them fine-ass hooters is getting cut the fuck up. So they could have been doing this shit on the bus, which, whatever. But then again, hey, what kind of a movie would that make? This reminds me of when I was 15 and... It was me and a me and I my was, friend I was Jason. Nineteen eighty four. And there were we these were girls, school, and they're like, us. they were like, kind of making out, and they were like, but what, here's what we'll do: we'll do whatever you guys do. And I was like, all right. So like, I lift up his shirt and grab his boob, and they're like, lift up their shirts and grab the boob. I'm like, how can I take this to a place where I can see some lesbian shit without being too gay? And I was like, you're hey. like, tuck the hot dog. No, I was like, lift up your shirt again. So then I licked his nipple, and I was like. Now nah, you got to do it. Hey, look, I'm not gay, but I'll lick a guy's fucking nipple. That's the probably the least gay thing you could maybe do with, with convincing other girls to do shit, but I just got to watch two girls lick their fucking nipples for each other because I licked a guy's nipple. I wasn't too fucking mad about it. Yo, it's 2020. If you can't lick your boy's nips, what are you doing in life? I was at this fucking house party one time. Yes. House party two or three? Uh, what was he saying? Fucking? Three is the pajama party, I think. Dude, what the fuck does he say in uh, 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 Jane, Silent Bob? Yeah, house party. Shut the fuck up. Uh, no, no. So I'm at this house party, dude, and these chicks are dude, just kind of chunks pissed. Uh, these chicks are full on making out, and my buddy's like trying to talk to me. I grab him by his face and I turn him to the action. I said, "Why the fuck are you trying to talk to me now? Chicks are making out." Yeah, and that hurt my neck when you did that. Sorry. Yeah, it was a weird time to be at my grandma's funeral as well. <laughs> All right, back to the movie. All right, so Johnny runs by and creeps on the girls, changing. Adrian screams, oh, my God, you don't think he saw anything? Do you think he saw anything? Did did you see anything? No. I didn't see anything. No. Because nobody fucking saw anything, Adrian. And I tried. I tried to peep Marilyn as hard as possible. I slowed that scene down, too. I was creeping for some neepins. Yeah. What? Well, because, you know, like they they had the booby count in the episodes. Yeah, I thought this was an 80s slasher movie, so (laughs) fuck me. All right. So the gang decides to send Toby looking for gas because the driver is always responsible for the passenger. Yeah, Johnny, like, fucking just bullies this kid. Yeah, fuck you, Johnny, you piece of shit. Anyway, Marilyn decides... But it gets funny. Marilyn decides to tag along because... Uh, to, to get some gas with Toby. All right. They're like, why do you think fucking Marilyn went with him? And then fucking Wesley's like, because that motherfucker got all the weed. Okay, that's cool. But So I was thinking the, the, uh, the other day. Remember the Power Rangers? Yes. Remember the Megazord? When he, he would combine with the Dragonzord? And he they is. called that crazy robot Brachiosaurus Dinosaurd for... Titanus. All right, yeah, Titanus. Spell it out loud for me. T I T. <laughs> Tit anus. Tit anus. <laughs> right out of all the spelling, that's what you go for. Tit anus. <laughs> all right, let me fucking. That is a well-deserved applause, sir. Titan, I got him in the fucking closet. You got Tit anus in the closet, yeah. and he ain't out here partying with us, dude. Come on. <laughs> 
I'll be the fucking Dragon Zord. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back on target. If anybody's a Dragon Zord, I'm the Dragon Zord. Man, yeah, you're shit. fucking. You're the fucking Red Ranger. You're fucking Kimberly's pterodactyl that flies into the volcano. Whatever. Oh, you, the Megazord's looking at me, isn't it? Yeah, he's staring down at you. Oh, man. No, me and Titanus is cool, so we are all right. <laughs> all right, so the gang, like you were saying, the gang wonders why Marilyn with Toby. Well, what was the turtle? Name the turtle. I don't give a fuck. Right, it's on. the second generation. I don't give a shit about that. You There's killed my beloved. It's called the fucking... I like the Thunderzords. Whatever, go on. No, dude. Straight up, my mom, when I was a kid watching cartoons, she's like, you know, these are just commercials for me to buy you toys. So I became an adult in parentheses at the age of five. That's every fucking kid's cartoon. And that's also when my uncle fingered me, so I became a double adult. Uh, no, just kidding. Am I? That's literally what the fucking Ninja Turtles cartoon was for, because they made those toys before they made the fucking cartoon. Yeah, you got a valid point. Anyway, go on. Go All on. right, so the whole, yeah, so they're smoking weed. Cut to Marilyn asking Toby, do you have any weed? They burn a duber down, and then Marilyn God has, damn, they fucking get through a couple. They're chiefing, dude. They are fucking burning dubers down. And since he, Jay, fucking like you some fucking grass. But here's the fucking thing, dude. Like, I've never been a burner to be like one after another fucking dude. Yo, hold up, dude. I got this. It, this but, is 1980s weed. That ain't shit compared to what we were kicking around. I guess. I guess. Yeah, dude. Like, you I, know, I know no one who's like, all right, let's fucking smoke them back to back. It's like maybe when you're in a fucking big group, they're maybe passing around a couple doobers. Nah, man. When you get that bullshit Mexican weed that, you know, came over and it's fucking the condensed brick that looks like cornflakes on a toothpick, you the gotta sh- burn. The shit from fucking half-baked looking stuff. Right, dude. That fucking garbage brick weed. Uh, you gotta burn a bunch of doobers down to even get... Closet. I guess. I and this guess. This is 1980s weed. So, like, you know, like all my parents, all 20 of them, uh, they're just like, oh my God, we used to eat. So-. Actually, that was that commune I was in. Da- David Koresh was really nice. Uh, anyway, uh, they're always what, like. part of the family? Yeah, the Juggalo family. <laughs> We're throwing hatchets, bone crushing Fago, <laughs> eating pinch trips. Yeah, but, you know, Juggalos were a lot milder in the fucking 70s because their ass was weak as that. fuck. Don't mind if it did. But this, so this, this is neat because. Earlier on, Toby was kind of, you know, talking about how, like, to Wesley, like, hey, man, I kind of really fucking like the Maryland chick. And, and shit then he's like, like you ain't got game. You so fucking... it's kind of neat because they kind of sort of set this up like maybe she's interested in him. And maybe... Right. I was just like, yeah, Toby, my boy. Right. It just, but maybe she's into the weed. I don't know. But either way, it, it's it's a, it's a neat scene and it's it's fun. You're you're actually getting some some depth and some development on these characters and Which their friendships. Which is a thing you don't see a lot of in 80s slasher films in slashers in general all right everything's cool until Marilyn starts doing her typical stoner theoretical conversation about fate yeah yeah no i've seen halloween out of me all right back at the bus we find out that heather has secrets one she's a twinkie junkie and number two she brought her adorable pupper with her. Little Jack. Yay. That's not Little Jack. That's not Little Jack. Don't you bring Little Jack into this. It's just like Little Jack. It looks nothing like That's a Shih Tzu, dude. Little Jack is a champion Mocaran Terrier. Oh, I'm so fucking sorry that I don't know my fucking canines. You don't know your fucking dogs? All right, so Johnny turns into an even bigger dildor by hating on the dog instantly. I'm starting to wonder what his fucking deal is. Maybe his parents were raped to death by Rottweilers. They beat him with dogs. So... Uh, he, Every time he fucking gets seized, they fucking pick up the dog and they beat him with it. 
Nothing says discipline like beating your kid with something that he loves. See, I'm cooking a different theory. I think his parents were raped to death by Rottweilers, so he uses his family fortune every night to fight crime as the Rapeweiler. That's a red herring. The Rapeweiler. He's probably also the killer in this movie. Uh, in a different movie. <laughs> okay, also, so the director of this film does not know how dogs work. Do they not have dogs in Canada? So... She's Paris Hiltoning this fucking dog in the fucking purse. Yes, but no. All right, so have you met a dog? Because I'm looking at two fine examples here. And uh, you imagine you're wearing a backpack, or in this case, a very big purse for Riley's fat ass. And he's just, I mean, his well-adjusted well to his... Wish I could bring the mic to him and just fucking capture the snoring. Oh, let's just be quiet. Maybe you can hear it. I don't think it's... Ah, oh, damn. All right. So anyway, uh, dogs don't work like that. They just don't fucking hang out in your purse and just be quiet all the time. See, now, I disagree because I've taken a lot of flights in a lot of years, and I've seen a lot of fucking, like... They're not even service animals. They're just in fucking, like, cages. Not cages. They're, like, mesh bags. No, that's just our Mexican seats. children. And uh, they're very fucking quiet. I don't even know they're there, so... Okay, those These are, are like, four-hour fucking flights. Those are like special trade dogs they probably gave... Uh, puppy volumes too i'm talking a drunk bimbo from the 80s has a dog in her purse. hey man i've seen people fucking bring special trained roosters on planes so i'm just saying it could be quiet don't you get cocky with me boy <laughs> all right don't so, get penisy carlos spicy weed all right so i'm just saying that that shit ain't gonna float that's no bueno all right back to marilyn and toby who are jackassing around and then out of nowhere, she fucking runs crotch first into a mailbox. I get it. It's dark outside, people. But come the fuck on. It's the chode dude. mailbox. I mean, like, I bet if she opened up her big dumb cow eye, she would have fucking seen it. <laughs> or peripheral vision. Anyway, the mailbox reads Jode, and it belongs to the big spooky house. They turn around and head back to the rest of the game. And this is the house that we've seen already earlier in the film. That's right. So we know that there's a no good Nick there. <laughs> nur, nur, I was going to say nur do well, but I like yours too. All right. In an unbelievable turn of events, Mr. C is driving his, and go ahead and car flex on me, uh, neon yellow firebird. Well, is it a firebird? It's Camaro. Is it a bitchin' Camaro? It's a bitchin' Camaro. Well, I think the disco tunes pumping out of it would negate that fact. Anyways, Disco so, never dies. Yeah, just like Jason. Until Kiss did it. Woof. God, don't even... I don't want to hurt Benny Graves' feelings, dude. I don't like Kiss. That's a thing. Yeah. I like Kiss, but I don't like the disco stuff. Anyway, he oh, pulls up... Oh, we're so up, cute when we take our dramatic deep breaths together. He pulls up to Adrian's house. Dude, that's funny. That's exactly what happened in my lines when I was running this bitch. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, the thing you just said. No, so he's fucking rolling around in this Camaro bumping disco. It's like the Bumblebee Camaro, too. It's all fucking yellow and pretty. I'm not buying that Mr. C is fucking listening to disco. I think so, like, originally it was like some some knockoff clear... Credence Clear River Revive. Wait, did I say that right? CCR? Credence Clear Water Revival. That's right. And that's probably was like, it ain't me, but it's like, it's totally me. Nah, I wouldn't be listening to Fortunate Son. That's the, like an anti Oh, it's running song. through the jungle because duh. 
gotta walk through the woods. Oh yeah, whatever. Anyway, so he rolls up. Run through the jungle. So I know, like Robert Patrick watches at the the premiere. He's like, yeah, this is that scene when I'm driving that car like a fucking stud. Did they just? Did they fucking superimpose disco over me? This is bullshit. No, it's it was like a rhinestone cowboy. cowboy. No, so it's like it it's like a, a bedazzled gunslinger. What what fucking whatever, <laughs> dude. So anyway, they show up. Or he shows up at Norman's house, who is cleaning his gun and probably getting ready to eat this a fucking. This is my favorite fucking scene in the movie. Fucking Adrian's dad is sitting there. By himself, it's the 80s, cleaning a gun, watching fucking late night talk shows, you know, like Carson and shit like that. And he's just fucking cleaning a gun, like, and not even like in his PJs, he's fully fucking dressed in the clothes he's fucking wearing earlier. It's clearly late at night, but he's cleaning his fucking gun. I love this just by himself. He's just, and then like Mr. C knocks on the fucking door. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, hold on a second. As he's just like continuing to clean his fucking gun, like he can't be bothered to stop cleaning his fucking '80s piece." As a security guard, because he's a security guard. Uh, okay, no real talk. I think he was cleaning that gun because he was going to eat a bullet because of all the guilt of the child raping he's been doing. Um, but he's like, I like this. Scene. He's like, I need a distraction. All right. When Norman opens the door, Mr. C pulls out a photo of Adrian and asks, Have you seen this boy? It's a picture of Eddie Furlong. Norman replies, I've never seen that kid in my life. He's like, Oh, sorry. Reaches in his other pocket. He's like, Have you seen this girl? It's a picture of Adrian. He's like, Yeah, that's my daughter. Please come in. Meanwhile, back at the bus, Sean and Adrian start to have a cutie cute little flirty talk, and we find out that. Jamie ran track, broke her ankle, still finished the 5K or whatever the fuck that was, and it's some crazy ninja Zen bitch or something. Hold on, let's finish. Let's finish the the, the That's dead. That's the scene. next part. That's all right, all right, part. get to that. I mean, that whole ninja deathcore leg break and running with the scene. She's that's, like, that's never gonna come up again. I can run through the pain like a superhuman. Oh, okay. Heather starts flipping out because she hears some noises outside, and I'm not even gonna lie, I got a little spooked here for a second. Uh, I knew goddamn well it's the fucking stoners out there playing a prank on their They're friends. They're like fucking dragging like they branches. They handled it properly. Across and the also, fucking bus. School buses kind of creep me out. The way they, they handled this, that was good. All right. Back at home, Mr. C and Norman cracked the case. Did you have some shit you want to say? Yes. Okay. So, basically, what happens here, I'm just going to take over for a second, if you don't mind. Because, like I said, I love this fucking scene so much. Is that Mr. C's like, look, here's what's fucking going on. A bunch of kids stole a school bus. Your fucking daughter was there. He's like, no, my daughter's over at fucking Jamie's house. I can fucking settle this right now. The sleepover switcheroo classic. He fucking gets up to fucking make the phone call, calls Jamie's mom. There, she's. You can hear him like having the half, like one side of the conversation. It's like, no, she's supposed to be over there. And then while this is fucking going on, Mr. C just fucking helps himself to dad's gun. Finishes cleaning it. He's just putting the motherfucker together. All just right. fucking knows exactly what's going on with this fucking 45, and he's just... All right, buddy, I'll straight up say it. I'm not a gun guy. I got nothing against guns. Honestly, the only reason I don't have guns is probably because I'd eat a bullet or I can't afford one. Or if you want to get shot later, you just let me know. Thanks, buddy. You already stabbed me last season. Uh, <laughs> so I think Mr. Cunningham, Mr. C, pulled a big gun guy. No, no, you don't clean another man's fucking gun. Well, I think he's more putting it back together. Now, hold up. For him. Do you remember uh, the Mutilator? 
Yeah. Clean them all by myself. <laughs> yeah, you don't touch somebody else's piece. Unless... That Robert England classic. He, he's not in that movie. No, didn't he? I thought he produced that or something. Bobby E. No, the Mutilator. No, he's in the Mangler. Yeah, the Mutilator. Yes, I was is... gonna say. Let's Sorry, I'm just... thinking. I'm thinking the the Mangler and the Mutilator. We're talking that 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 '80s beach house movie. Yes. Yes. Going on a. Fall break. Yeah, my bad. Uh, Sorry. I okay. was thinking the fucking mangler. So I was like, I thought he produced it. And he was in it, like the old man. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're good. We're good. We're good. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I just you don't touch another dude's gun. So was that a forty-five? I thought it was a bread up. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, it's ask. a samurai edge. Obvious. It's a fucking uh, Colt Python. <laughs> <laughs> I have this. All right. Fuck that. All right. Moving on. Moving it's on. It's Barry's gun because he's Barry. Oh, okay, Mr. C then goes on to pretty much what you said. It's like, hey, we got to figure out what's going on here uh, or um, your kid's going to be in deep trouble and not be able to go to college. And then he sends the... Are you eating your earwax? Mm -hmm. Dude, it's terrible. It's so bitter. It tastes like a triple IPA. (laughs) Damn. Am I wrong? Fucking the most accurate description I've ever heard of a fucking IPA. Hey, there's a guy that's trying to find dick pics of Captain America and eats his own earwax from time to time. I don't have fucking napkins around here. These fucking headphones make your fucking ears sweaty. It builds up. I just want to clean it out so I can keep a fucking quality sound going. And I got no place. I don't want to wipe it on my fucking Say You Love Satan shirt. And I only own a pair of pants. Did you hear that? I think it was a name drop. (laughs) Uh, To the... Uh, one pants having podcast for big fans. All right. Anyway, so yeah, Mr. C is sending mixed signals. He's like, "Hey, your fucking daughter, she's fucking up. She's not gonna go to clown college." Also, let's Irish up your coffee. It's like, what the what? I what love the fuck? that phrase too. Yeah, because he's like, "Come in, and we'll just get a cup of coffee." It's and like, he's if like, your kid's about... fucking up, I'm gonna chew her pussy lips Mr. off. Mr. C's like, but like, "How about some we Irish those up?" Yeah, dude. I what? fucking love that line. I like it when it's it's said constantly in '80s and '90s. It's like, "How about we Irish it up?" Or it's like when very I say big that stereotype. Day. You know, anytime you add liquor oh, to something, a it's stereotype like, there. You know, Jeff. It's like, well, you gonna Irish this up? What are you gonna put fucking potatoes in it? <laughs> no, you sprinkle some lucky. Ch- okay, okay. <laughs> so Normie looks over to the key rack and notices that the cabin key is missing. Now he's also got the what the the house key, the truck key, the rape dungeon key. <laughs> Uh, the mustache diddlers officiate. So now we find out that the key, key that she was keeping in her locker uh-huh. was the key to the cabin. That's but right. Here's the thing: why would why would you steal the cabin key early on in the week, which is what I'm assuming happened? Then she stores it in her locker, and it's like I'm gonna get that during the dance. Why wouldn't you just take it that night? If anything, if it's been missing for a couple days, Dad's more likely to notice that the key's already been gone because you stole it on Tuesday. Now it's Friday. He's like, this motherfucker has been around. I think that? Dad is caught up in the ghost of his past doings, like all the kids he has buried in the backyard and when his wife is coming home, ten years later. All right, so Mr. C asks, what is the coordinates? Like a big... God, God, just shut the fuck up, you old dork. We get it. You're a nom. How do you not know that Robert Patrick doesn't talk like that in real life? Because let me tell you something. That motherfucker has that military fucking haircut in every fucking picture I've ever seen him in. So how do you not know this guy Yo, doesn't I bet you Tom Atkins would roll his ass. I... 
All right, so the gang makes Fair it. Fair fight. I say it's a fair fight. I'm talking Apollo Creed versus Rocky in Rocky Two kind of fair so, fight. So the movie ends with fucking uh, uh, T-1000 punching Tom Atkins' mustache and his hand explodes. And then they just drink a shit ton of beers. They Irish up their life. Rocky Three. Photo Every boy finish. have a girl. Irish up your life. What the fuck is this episode doing? All right, you need to shut up for a minute so I can fucking run this shit for a second. So you can work. <laughs> work. So the gang makes it to the Jode house and straight up breaks in. Yeah, breaking and entering. Everybody's complaining about how shitty and run down the place is. Yeah, just fucking walking in. What's the example of Huffy Did you just fucking go in anywhere you want to go? Right? Knock. Is this grease? Yeah, yeah. You just knock on your door? Anyway, Sean decides that they should try to find some flashlights or candle, and they better Scooby-Doo it by splitting up into pairs. Johnny says the Heather, mm. or that Heather and him are going to... Hold on, the split-up's good, though, because he actually fucking comes up with a quick plan. And I like this. He's like, you two go here, you three go here, we'll go here. Like, It's actually a fucking halfway decent fucking thing, instead of, like, somebody just throwaway line, let's spread out. Uh... It was good. It was good. It was a competent thought, and I like that. All right. So Johnny says, Heather and I are going to check out the bedrooms, which Toby grabs a flashlight, holds it under his chin, and he says, Ah, yes, to look for Heather's missing virginity. Which, Toby, you are my fucking MVP, dude. Uh, and then Johnny tells Toby, You know I could crush you, right? Nah, I don't think he fucking Pretty could. Pretty sure it's the other way around. Uh, Johnny is teeny tiny Mr. String Bean. And Toby, I mean, he's got some meat on yeah, him. This is like Mr. Fantastic versus it's the like, thing. I was going to say, it's like Johnny Knoxville versus Butterbean. Get that connect, <laughs> boom, punch him. Is Butterbean okay? Wake up half days. Is Butterbean okay? <laughs> no, straight up, dude. Toby would knock the fucking teeth out of him, but it's not his style. Yeah, knock his dick in the dirt for okay. sure. All right, Team Stoner, which is Marilyn and Toby, go to investigate the barn to which we find out that an abattoir is another name for a slaughterhouse. They find a car, but alas, there's no gas. No, because they're like, oh, we're in an abattoir. He's like, let's go check out the other barn. That's right. When you <laughs> when your shit's so fancy in Canada, your barn's got a barn. Right. And your barn's got an abattoir. What the fuck? That was, it was, yeah, it was just the thing. I just liked it. All right, everybody's just kind of snooping around for a little bit. Not I grew old. up on a farm. I didn't know what the fucking abattoir was. Uh, as a guy that has owned, owned several abattoirs, you kind of seem like a dude who wouldn't know <laughs> what an abattoir is. <laughs> All right, nothing really major happens. But, 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 Sean and Adrian share a smooch. Aw. And the whole time they were smooching. <laughs> oh, girl, you kiss like my aunt. Anyway, so like they're kissing you in kiss front. Like my dad. You kiss like Captain E. Or E.O. E.O. Anyway, anyway, so when they're smooching and in the background there's the fucking window, I thought like. After their embrace, they pull apart, and you get fucking Krusty Joe looking through the window like, <laughs> but hey, what what do I know about horror movies? All right. Back in the barn, we witnessed the most brutal slaying in the entire movie, Toby's heart. Toby thinks he's laying down some solid groundwork to what he thinks, what is going to be a date, but Marilyn asks for advice about Wesley. Mm-hmm. And at the 41 Eight second mark. You can see Toby turn into a sad boy. Ralph from fucking The yep. Simpsons. You can see the actual moment. His heart breaks. She's like, so I've been feeling weird lately. Do you know if there's any sort of medication I can take for jungle fever? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's the time mark on that? I saw, I saw a fucking snot bubble come out of your nose. It's a song. Cause she got jungle. All right, fever. all right, all right, all right. She got jungle. Fever. I'm not being inappropriate. It's all right. He mopes for all of two seconds. It's the '80s. They had a song about it. Fair enough. I didn't eat the snot off my lip. Anyway, uh, so he mopes for all of two seconds. Go ahead. And um, then he's back to being a super awesome, supportive friend. Back into the house with the stupid jerks. Stupid ass and mean bitch want to fuck. Obviously, oh, it's the 70s. It's the uh, Chuck. That won't float. Hard at it. The Chakakas? I don't know. Chakakas. A Belgian band. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I know the song. Go on. So the stupid assholes, uh, Heather and Johnny want to go fuck. But she says, I won't do it on a nasty bed but instead he'll suck his sweaty dick off uh so while this is Dude, happening she goes right for that that was very impressive of heather so the whole time that's going down nobody notices the shrine of skulls just and where is the dog at this point oh it's in the purse the whole time being quiet because that's how dogs fucking work i send dogs did they give the that dog thorazine like here's your little volume biscuit muchacho i send dogs out of the room when i'm fucking banging uh, I keep them in the room because when I blow my ropers that aren't acid. You want them to lick your butt. Don't get any ideas, Riley. I got an idea right now. Okay, so they start freaking out and screaming, and old boy does not nut. All right, so back to the barn for hands down some of the dumbest fucking writing I've ever witnessed in a long time. Toby drops his glasses, and then rather having Marilyn help find them, yeah, this he was tells stupid. her to go investigate the scream while he's he like, I'm going to fucking ass. find my glasses oh, in the do. dark. You know, and this is like sad boy Shelly moment, my boy Finkelstein. It was a bump par with that. Toby crawls around on the ground and bumps into Johnny Bravo. It's, and he says, have you seen my glasses? It's like, no, have you seen mine? My glasses. I can't be seen without my glasses. No, that's not real. Runs into Junior Jode. That's right, and that fucking cunt hole steps on his glasses. It's like, I get it, you're a killer. Wouldn't you want him to see what you're about to do to him? I think he's gonna feel it. Yeah. Back inside, the gang takes some time out to appreciate the Skull Menagerie, and <clears throat> Wes regales them with the story of Junior Jode and his psycho family. Verbatim. So they were like killers, but not just killers, they were like cannibals, and uh, that they become wild animals feeding on the local wildlife, and that anything or anyone who came across, uh, they'd eat people. Yeah, I, I lost my already. So there's this big, giant skull menagerie. Yeah, skull and shrine. it's got. It first looks like it's like it, it's cool because at first it looks like it's mostly mostly made of animal bones. When you like, it looks like something Shao Kahn would sit on. A little closer, you kind of start seeing like human femurs and things like that, and that's when Adrian you saying skull me just a little bit closer. Okay, I'm done. Adrian recognizes. Oh, uh, <clears throat> the final girl. Adrian walks over to the skull shrine and plucks off a very familiar looking peace medallion. And that we, we saw earlier. And we go back to the Well of the Dead Sister. They hear Toby screaming and go to investigate. They decide if shit gets weird, everybody's just going to head back to the bus and fuck Toby. Stupid jerks. I'm not sure they're going to be able to fuck him if they leave him behind. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I was waiting yeah, for those gears Fuck to him spend. over. That's right. Because he's the Titanic of this ship. Somehow. I don't get that. That's stupid. All right. Johnny and Sean break off from the group 
to further investigate the barn and find poor Toby wrapped up on the barn door with barbed wire. And he's in shit shape, and I am not a fan of this. And the other, the rest of them just fucking slowly catch up from behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Adrian sees this and runs ahead to help Toby, but the killer walks out of the barn and firmly plants a pickaxe into her stomach. Our final girl, as she lays dying and her bloody hand clutches the peace medallion, death number three, Adrian. I am shocked her last words weren't, Did I ever tell you about my dead sister, Laurie? This scene was really, really cool. Holy shit. Because... Are you trying to tell me the Lee girl just got axed? This wasn't... Axed. <laughs> this was a a very unique twist in uh, the horror movie. You know, a lot of horror movies have a lot of unique plot twists they and things like that. They play by a formula. Maybe there's... Uh, a very simple formula! Right? Maybe the, the final girl somehow related to him because it's like my long lost brother or something like that. Then or, I gotta get vengeance on this right? Billy Something fuck. like that. But this twist, because they very much set up Adrian as the final girl, yes, and she's they, one of the early deaths because she, we still got we, a lot of the party left. I mean, she's innocent. Uh, that we She's know a of. virgin. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very well established that she's a virgin, that, that Sean is going to be her first beau. They, Lori even's like, I'm going to fucking make you fucking lose We're your feet, card. We're going to get you late tonight. Yeah. That's like, right. It's huge. She's a virgin. She's innocent. Her, she's already had a tragedy. She's got connection with this killer, and still. Oh, and we met her dad. God damn, they really just set that up to fucking. Because you get none of that backstory for any of the other fucking characters at all. What a great fucking plot twist! It's so unique. Yes, I I love it. I love it. I agree. I applaud this. There you go. I, no. I have some nasty shit to say about this movie, but goddamn, they handled this like a fucking pro. They really, really did. It's very fun. All right. No, but good twist. Super good twist. Mm-hmm. We sucked its dick off heartily. Yeah, that it's, you know, fun. I, I, it's not much more I can say. I just, I really liked it. And I just, I keep getting hung up on it. But yes, let's move on. All right. Let's not say Amber back. Be like, oh, did you hear this? And now this. Good. Oh, <clears throat> so the gang tears back to the spookiest Jode house and devises a plan. And Heather says the dumbest fucking shit I've heard all day. I don't want to be eaten by cannonballs. Wait, did we already, did we, did Jamie get uh, knocked down yet? Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Okay. But she gets it up again. It's never going <laughs> to hold her down. All right, after that milestone of stupidity, the kids decide to forge weapons and hunker down in the house overnight, as is probably the best option right now. This is funny, yeah. Like, Wesley kicks a baseboard off and grabs it. Uh, Sean finds a crowbar. I mean, that's a pretty good weapon, dude. Uh, Ask the Joker. (laughs) Ask Jason Todd. (laughs) Oof. Ouch. Yeah. Not with one with me and the kid. Not with one with me and the crowbar. I'll be your Robin. Yikes. I'm going to show you that later. That's a deep cut. Uh, do you want to... Yeah, fuck it. No, we'll, we'll keep okay. going. Okay. So, everybody's just kind of wandering around for a few minutes, and nothing crazy happens until they stumble upon into the killer cannibal's chomping station, station in the basement. Everyone runs upstairs except... For Sean, who gets locked down there in the basement with Junior Jode. Sean fumbles around with this lock 
as the killer closes in, he opens the door in the ta-da nick of time, only to run into yet another locked door. The killer's fed up with all this noise and jams an auger into Sean's back and threads him. Yeah, so this is... <clears throat> Death number four, Sean. What a screwy series of circumstances. So this is neat. This is like a handmade like corkscrew drill. It's an auger. That is just, he stabs him in the back, and then he slowly fucking turns it. I mean, not, it's slowly because he's struggling to fucking get it through him. So it's it's really cool, and he's just, and he's just fucking screaming the whole time. It's a very long, drawn-out death, and I really, really liked this a lot. It's not super gory, as in the fact of, like, like things are bursting out of him. It's not super bloody. Until the tip of him fucking jams out of his chest. Right, but it's... Very nice to see that, like, Cincinnati he's Jeff. What's the name of that fucking... weapon again? Is it's it called an... an auger? It's an Auguster. No, we're in October, dumb. <laughs> nope, still in September. A corkscrew. Also, uh, congratulations, everybody. We made it to spooky season. The first day of fall. Fuck you, summer. See you next year, you piece of shit. So, I, I just, I really liked this death a lot. It's not, a good, not my favorite death, but it was a good one. All right. All the kids, the kids realize they left Sean in the basement and he's probably dead. And then Johnny starts flipping the fuck out and says the second dumbest line in the movie, I'm going to kill this fucking freakazoid. Freak of me, freak of you. Check out Dexter Douglas, nerd computer ace. When typing on the internet, he got sucked in cyberspace. He turned into the freakazoid, the strongest super freak. He drives the villains crazy because he's a lunatic motherfucker. I'm a big fan of Freakazoid. It's like the dumbest, best, not superhero superhero. You're not the only one. I mean, where's that fucking resurgence? All right, so they cook up a genius, 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 abity, 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 abity. Somebody's got a case of the fucking Genuinely genius idea. Yes, uh, so they can run back to the bus so they can hang out at the bus where there's no gas. Good idea. Well, no, because they say now that cops might be crawling all over it because they stole a fucking school bus. Well, you know what? They probably found Jamie's Rubik's Cube. That's what it is. (laughs) Um, Follow that clue. As they run past the barn, they notice that Toby is still alive but in bad shape. And this is fucking bullshit. This is no way to treat your MVP. The gang decides to take a final stand against the killer but when he steps up, everybody bitches out and fucking scatters. This is cool, though, because Toby's, like, on the fucking barn, like, he's going deep in fucking barbed wire cuts, and he's like, kill me. Quit, start the reactor. <laughs> he's like the fucking alien space chicks that they're fucking stealing Duke Nukem. Kill me. That was like you the other night after the fucking <laughs> half of the podcast. I'm just like, you okay, bud? You're like, kill me. <laughs> All right, all right. Where'd I leave off? Uh, so everybody fucking scatters. Oh, okay. And this is where the grindhouse stuff. Hold up. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Junior Jode slowly approaches when the gremlins in the projector booth cut the film, and Hulk Hogan gets pissed. He gets so mad, he's mas- he massages his daughter's butt cheeks, fucks his best friend's wife, and wears a feather boa. And if While dropping racist slurs. That's right. And if you can't tell how mad he is... He's pretty fucking mad. I mean, that's what I do when I'm mad. 
So this is like the grindhouse scene thing is like kind of cutting through here because like I said, every time the kills come, like it gets a little extra grainy and the film actually cuts itself loose. It just, it looks like the, 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 who's fucking around in the projection booth. <laughs> what, what are they, what is the film? The cellophane? Uh, celluloid. Celluloid. Looks like it burns itself up. Not cellulite, but celluloid. It looks like it burns itself up. And what all they, all they put in there is missing real, missing scene kind of thing. And then they cut to back to the movie. And this is the crazy thing is as this was about to happen or right before this happens, Junior Joe came up to Jamie. She had got her leg caught in a bear trap. That's right. And And he's about to fucking take her out when the fucking movie cuts out. And you get like super pissed. You're like, did I just fucking miss a kill because you're fucking gimmick? Cut out what you want, but do not fucking make me miss a goddamn kill. Hey, gang, you didn't miss a kill because your boy Nachos McWerewolf would have had a not-so-clever Hey, don't ruin it. I mean, whoa. So the movie starts back up with Caveman Rob Zombie. But that was neat. Was it? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yes. In our final thoughts. Okay, or final cuts. Anyway, uh, so Rob Zombie is stomping through the woods, growling and being angry. Back at He kind of looks like the minor 49er from Scooby-Doo. That's a joke we should have made way earlier. Fuck our faces. No, he's the curse of the 49er. Curse of the 69er. (laughs) (laughs) Blowing fucking dressed like the fucking uh, cowboy from hell uh, Undertaker. Oh. God damn it, Cincinnati Jeff. I was playing with fire. That's a callback. <laughs> All right. Back at the house, Marilyn and Wes are trying to cope up, cook up a plan of action. Wesley goes to peep out of the window and Doc Neck Joe. Wow. That's a typo. Dick Neck Joe blasts through the window <laughs> and starts manhandling him. He slowly pushes his eyeball closer to a stray shard of a glass this is cool it's this is like so, zombie zombie uh-huh and it's the slow suspenseful and honestly kind of made me go ooh, i don't like eyeball shit death number six wesley oh the irony because <laughs> he said that thing earlier get it i fucking hate this um <laughs> you wrote it the shitty asshole couple find shelter in the barn i'm talking about heather and Junie. Uh, they come across Toby, who I guess is dead now, despite the fact he's still fucking breathing. No, he's not breathing in this in this scene. He does not fucking move. Oh, no, did breathe. you see the actor? He's... Oh, are you an experienced actor? Yeah. Outside I, of being a bartender? Uh, I traded... In Spanish? I trained in Ju- at Juilliard. All right, death number seven, Toby. I don't really have anything for this. I just kind of... That think, guy died. I think they kind of fucking cheese-dicked him on this one. They're like the best character in the movie, and then they fuck, just fucked him over. Anyway, the assholes go to a barn. I, I'm just cutting through a lot of this garbage. Uh, a lot of these slow... Yeah, because everybody's on the run. That's right, on the lamb. So the, the, the shitty couple is now in the garage, All or right. in the barn. That's right, not not the sultry or whatever the fuck that word is earlier. Whatever, moving on. Um, they find a broken down car with a tarp over it and decide to get killed there. I mean, uh, t- they go there to hide. So um, this is when the movie starts to get a little Mountain Dew, Hot Topic, Extreme, Edgy. So Precious, the dog, starts acting up. Hold on. I like this scene right before the scene Notch was talking about. So Johnny and Heather hide in this car. He's like, it's cool. We're going to hide in here until morning. Then we're going to make our way back to the road, and we're going to find the fucking cops. He 
Well thought out. Plans. He changes personas in the middle of this. And he this is actually one of his collars down. That's really cool because he's been such a shitty piece of shit the entire movie. He sucks. He really sells this scene that you find out that he actually really cares about Heather. And he's like, look, here's what's going to happen. We're going to survive through this. We're going to fucking get married. We're going to get old. Chud fucking get or... fat. Going to have kids. Like he really sells the thing. He, he does his best to calm her down. This is an excellent turn of point for his character and i really 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 liked this scene because you don't see that from fucking bad guys like this normally it's like get in here shut up shut the fuck up normally the person that they're yelling at usually dies and then he like he will usually fucking escape but instead like he's doing his best to keep her calm it's very uncharacteristic like of a person like this and i really enjoy that they kind of flip that on its head so everything you just said those are psychopathic traits but what he does is use sociopathic manipulation to tell her that everything's gonna be fine and to shut the fuck up so he can benefit from it he's also probably trying to calm himself down i disagree and i liked this scene you don't have to but i did all right so precious but the dog finally for once starts doing dog things and slowly whimpers and i'm surprised that this doesn't make it your favorite fucking movie of all time because you love this shit I don't love it when dogs die. I love dogs. You sure? Because you love dead dog stories. And yeah, this has got one dead of the best dogs, ones. not how they get dead. So anyway, she pulls um, a Hawkeye from MASH. He's like, you got to keep this dog quiet. got to keep the dog quiet. So she's fucking puts the fucking hand over the dog's mouth. And gives it a little. Well, Johnny's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? doing and she starts to cry and yeah then you hear the as she fucking breaks the and then you hear me get a boner and also by the way movie dick move death number eight holy shit i wrote a lot about this death number eight precious the pup so we adopted this oh yes this is a fucking real story we adopted this dog precious shit you not a caring terrier from a puppy mill who was in a cage her whole life so she wasn't super active but she did non-stop piss all over our couch Things did not work out so well, and JJ was like, nah, we're bringing this dog back. I like this couch too much, kind of thing. So anyway, uh, I got home from school the next day, and Channel 4's on, and lo and behold, who's there? Precious, our fucking dog. We just re-anti-adopted. And so Trish Brown and her bitch ass is just like, oh, this is Precious, the dog. Um, Her owners couldn't love her enough. <laughs> And I kind of look at mom. But they mom, kept you. Yeah, right, right. Hey, I quit pissing on the couch a long time ago. So anyway, uh, fuck you, Trish Brown. That's a thing if you have kids, by the way. They piss on couches. It's fucking really annoying. Not stop. It's or you have drunk annoying. friends that lift the cushions up like toilet lids and piss in there. Anyway, fuck you, Trish Brown. And you know what? Precious is probably dead anyway. So thanks for pissing on my couch, you fucking asshole dog. Uh, oh, yeah. And I guess Heather and Johnny die too. Heather gets impaled with a machete no it's a it's a it's a pitchfork oh fuck me so uh junior jode comes through the back of the fucking car junior we named the dog precious and fucking stabs her through her fucking stomach with a pitchfork and this is a cool fucking kill because it's one of the more graphic ones because not only do you get this you go through her she fucking dangles on it as he's trying to fucking break her free from it. he's basically shaking her free from it as best as he can he's like he, ew get off get off bitch i want to fucking use this to kill your boyfriend and so she's just like uh, uh, and johnny's just fucking watching the whole time and then he fucking makes a break for it 
Mm. He tries to just like get out of the car. He runs directly into Junior Jode. So he decides to crawl underneath the car. This car turns out that it's on blocks and fucking. Oh, um, this is good. On lifts. So fucking Junior kicks out one of the fucking lifts and head the fucking smush. It fucking crushes Johnny and his fucking head goes shot of blood. <laughs> and you get a fucking, yeah, great fucking geyser of blood come out of him. All right. Death number nine, Heather. See you in hell, you dog murdering bitch. Death number ten, Johnny, and fuck you too, Johnny. Nobody liked your ass anyway. <laughs> I, I liked, I liked him at the end. He's a sociopath, my dude. Back at the school bus, Mister She, uh, Mister C shows up and uses his super non-magic tracking powers to follow the footprints to the Jode place. Well, I like first he gets on the bus and he fucking sees all the cigarette butts and the fucking yeah, I, I cut that out. To the save fucking time. beer, to- the beer cans and shit, and then he fucking finds the footprints like the fucking. Converse All Star footprints, like and he's Billy like, from Predator. He's like, says something like, "If I can track Charlie through the brush, I can follow these fucking kids." And this is what I said earlier. I like this because you uh, sometimes in these movies, wait, you was Mister C and Nam? You get these characters that can, like, these adults that can somehow track down these like teenagers out of fucking nowhere. At least he has a little backstory as to why he has these tracking abilities. Granted, these are some fucking deep footprints heading in one direction, so it's pretty fucking easy, but. It's an important piece of dialogue, and I liked it. Yeah? Oh, no, no, you're supposed to do it. <laughs> yeah, you went to crickets. I gave myself applause for it. That was cool. That was Hey, neat. don't sprain your wrist patting yourself on the back so Don't get me hard. wrong. It was a little overdone, sure, but at least it was done. At least it explains it. Anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, Marilyn stops next to a tree to catch her breath, and blood from above starts dripping onto her face. Face. And you assume that Junior Jones was going to jump down in her ass and kill her. Actually, I thought Steve Christie's dead body was going to swing out, <laughs> but instead, it's a very alive Jamie who did not die earlier. Yes. Yay! So during the break, when we fucking lost the like the missing footage, we assumed that Jamie was going to be be killed. Was a Dez. She is not. She escaped the bear trap and she survived Junior Joe, which is actually pretty fucking fun. I like this because she's a Sim Master Ninja. All right, Marilyn starts to go into shock and starts going on about how he must be a demon from hell and how he had the blackest eyes, like Dal's eyes, and they go white like when they're all back eye. in the hell. Oh, wait, that's, that's Jaws. <laughs> I'll oh. never put a life jacket on again. Jamie's like, the fuck are you talking about? It's like, whoa, she got drunk real quick and sounds like an angry fucking She dude. got hit so stoned, she's a survivor from the USS Arizona. <laughs> Indianapolis. Indianapolis, thank you. Flex! Okay. Arizona was Pearl Harbor. It is. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm just thinking over here. Okay. Hobo Jode shows up and starts bashing her head into the side of a tree. Death number 11, Marilyn. Good death. <laughs> that bark, <laughs> tree bark, is worse than her bite. What? Do you... This is obviously when I quit caring. The... Good death, though. Good, nah, good fucking bloody blah, death. Blah, 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 blah. Her C. head Ro- gets a little smaller every time he does it too i like it i feel like i still want the fucking unedited kills from friday the 13th part 7 a new a new blood yeah yeah a new blood are you asking me i don't know it's still, geez i don't know how many prefixes are pre, whatever moving on mr c rolls up in the yellow disco mobile and uh, i i already made this joke uh, he runs into jamie who gives him... Oh, my God. I got to burp some more. She gives him the fucking quick rundown. Like, this is what fucking happened. Let's get out of here. He's like, it's cool. I got this. All right. And everything's cool. Because She's Mr. like, no, has fuck another, you. And... Oh, yeah, yeah. Hobo Joe shows up. He's like, run for the house. And then 
she takes off and then fucking hobo joe shows up and then mr c has another nom story i was in the nom you sick fuck i got chunks of guys like you in my stole come on you pinko uk cigarette bastard I've killed more men than you can imagine, and one more's fine with me. Like, I eat pieces of shit for breakfast. I sucked a dude off in a park. He, <laughs> no. He heard my disco. Yeah, so, like... Let's I th- killed John Connor. Let's think about this for a second. Not really, but a couple of the nurses but that I, guarded his but mom. But I could Where's Woofie? Schnick! <laughs> um... Yeah, so, hey, I know it's an 80s horror movie and everything, uh, but why are you going to try to drop the other F-bomb? Have you ever seen those Wolfie memes from Terminator 2? I love them. It's like, uh, oh, like ahead, my favorite ahead. one is fucking like, what's your dog's, or no, no, it's like, have you seen the end of uh, the uh, season seven of Game of Thrones? Yeah, why? It's terrible. Mom, did you watch the end of Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah it, was it was so awesome. great. Your, your parents are dead. dead. <laughs> yes. All right, so real talk, after he drops this slander, and I get it, it's Nam and all that shit. So how how is he a principal? Vice principal. Oh, shit, my bad, my bad. All right, off screen, we hear them scrapping, and then it gets real quiet. Hobo Jode opens the door and throws Mr. Sees severed head on the floor. Yeah. Death number 12, Mr. C. Insert Terminator 2 reference here. Bummer that it was off screen, but I... It's... it's. I always... They didn't kind of, pay him enough to get killed. Buddy. I'm also kind of on the fence when, when kills like this happen. The kill itself is off screen for sure, but you do see the aftermath, and it's a gory aftermath, right? If you see, like... Uh, it's a legit like severed head. Blood rage, for instance. We don't see that kill. However, we do see a fucking severed head hanging from an extension cord. That's so a I kind of count it on screen, so to speak. This is kind of a similar situation. Where I didn't less see... is more. I didn't see the severing, but I do see a fucking bloody head come through and fucking roll around like a bowling ball. You know what? I left a scene out. Mr. C grabs a stick off the ground and holds it like it's he a does. fucking Excalibur, like... Like, this is what's gonna end you, fuck boy. It's yeah. uh, it's a it's a twig, buddy. All right, and I we, I don't think you see what Jode has for a weapon, either. He's got him. He's got him. Did so you he, see his? Maybe he just fucking rips it off. Did you see his dental nightmare? I I see like they. Pro- I don't know if they have dental. In like Canada. Rob Lightfield drew those teeth. Tiny shoes, pouches, deep cut. <laughs> all right so i like the pouches not madman mars chases jamie throughout the house <laughs> up the stairs out a window and back to mr c's car so who do we have left i well can we get to that jamie oh oh shit we do have jamie well, that's she, funny she... she's the friend of the final girl she probably well, that's weird that... wait does that make her the final girl look at that twist all right plot twist so anyway, she runs to the car and she tries to start it. Oh, you thought those keys were going to work? Nah, because Junior Jode is also a mechanic and straight gutted that shit. All right. So she runs to the trunk and she repeats what Mr. C said with the ABP. Always ABP, be prepared. Right? And pulls out a uh, uh, what, what, a flashlight. Yeah. No, no other survival gear, but she's got the flashlight now. Pulls out an 18-inch glow-in-the-dark dildo <laughs> and clubs him in the face. And with. she runs back to the bus now. That's right. She runs back to the bus. Hides like Rosa Parks. No, she sat in the back of the bus like all the cool kids do. We all know that. Um, Rosa Parks, not fucking stupid Jamie. 
Anyway, so they do a lot of cat and mouse here for a minute, and I just paraphrased a lot of this shit. So um, she's playing peekaboo, jumps out, shanks him in the leg, and then fucking donkey kicks him out of the biggity back door of the back of the bus. To which child fucking Norman rolls up in his... Adrian's uh, dad shows up in his fucking right, beater truck. the final girl in, in the shitmobile, his security With the leg. gun he was cleaning. That's right. It should have backfired because he didn't finish cleaning his own gun. But anyway, I like this because he comes out and he's like, "What's going on?" Or first he asks, "Are you okay?" And it's like, "Are you talking to her? Or are you talking to him?" And then Jamie's like, "Kill him! Kill him!" So he goes back to the truck, grabs the gun, but grabs it's not his heater. It's on the floorboard, by the way. It's the underneath 80s, the gas legit, pedal where that... you usually keep the children, and <laughs> where you keep a newborn child and their fucking teeth. <laughs> 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 now, see, normally you keep it. In the 80s, you could just. So anyway, stay Aaron at... said we used too many crickets, and now we're using too many applause. I think these. For real, though, Aaron, if you're listening, I do appreciate the feedback, and we're probably hitting these buttons too much. Worry about your own podcast, sucker. <laughs> Hit your own buttons, bitch. That's right. Where's your Funko Pop buster? Uh, anyway, so stank-ass Joe gets up, and fucking Normie puts some holes in him and lays him out. Okay, so let's bring this on home. The cops and paramedics arrive, and the sheriff, a.k.a. the director of Halloween 2, Rich Rothenthal, shows up and drops some backstory. Is that real? Dead serious. That's real? Shit you not. That's cool. Oh, uh, more importantly, the director of Halloween Resurrection. Trick or treat, motherfucker! Wait, wait, wait. Rosenthal's also Rob Zombie? No. Which Halloween 2? The only one that ever mattered. We're, hey, we're talking about zombie next week. Let's... Halloween Dragula. God, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of your own All house. right, so he drops some more backstory on the Jodes. This was cool. Yeah, we, to like little, like the deputy. already had this when Wesley did this earlier. So we did, I'll but this is... you handle this while I go pee-pee. So this, we get more in-depth backstory, which is neat. It's unique because it comes at the end of the movie as opposed to the beginning or somewhere in the middle when you get the plot as you would normally find this in a horror movie. When Wesley gave the backstory, we just get his version of it. The um, campy, you know, urban legend version of the story of the Jode family. But what the sheriff explains to this deputy is like, you weren't around. You weren't even a fucking stain in your dad's underwear at this point in time. But let me tell you what happened. The family kind of cut themselves off from the world and got a little weird. They started with maybe a missing dog or a cat. And then maybe a child went missing. A wife. A husband kind of thing. It got to the point where the cops had to get involved, similar to how the Sawyer family sort of started out. The cops eventually had to get involved. They couldn't ignore it anymore. They did their best to ignore this Backwoods family, but now they have to get involved. There was a massive shootout. You get a backflash of the whole thing, and they believed that they'd gotten everybody. However, it turns out that Junior Jode wasn't around at the time and lived through this whole ordeal and has just been slowly... You know, killing people as they come across his property and things like, like that, and just continue to be would, a cannibal. A, a kid would end up missing. A wife would end up missing. Somebody's husband would yeah. end up missing. And so, you, like I did, said, did you, you get you this, say cannibal because I think you meant to say cannonball. Cannonball. So you get this whole thing, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was very, it was very neat because normally, like I said, this is the kind of thing that comes at the beginning of the ghost story, but this one came at the end. 
I, I, I appreciate the deconstruction of that, but I need to talk about a very serious topic. Imagine you are a quad, no, uh, paraplegic, like you don't have legs, like they're blown off at the hip, and somebody dunks you in a toilet. Have you ever noticed, like, the very bottom of the toilet looks like if you had giant nuts, like your nuts would fit in there, and like a real skinny wiener, that's where your dick would go? No. Oh, okay, yeah, that's weird. Who <laughs> would ever want to talk about that? Okay, well, pretty much, uh, Sheriff, director of Halloween 2, drops that backstory, and they're like, Oh, we learned so much today. So, all right. Then they... Str- what? No, no, I'm listening. Are you just thinking about the pee-pee wiener toilet thing? Uh, yeah, still? a little bit. Yeah, see, go... Now you got me thinking. Here, pause it. Let's just go look at the toilet real quick. It's cool. Uh, okay. I'll look at it later. All right. I'm I've just... seen one up close. Yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> and a toilet. All right, all right. So, anyway, they strap uh, Survivor Girl Jamie into an ambulance, and then... Uh, as, all... as we see the... Um, um... The, uh, the body bag gets strapped into the corner mobile. Yeah. Coroner mobile. As they take Junior Joe away. To, to Corpse Town. So, anyway, she's in the back of the ambulance, and I kind of lost this. Was she dreaming of something and kind of snapped awake? No, she's just... They cut away, and they cut back, and she's sort of, like, kind of sitting up in the gurney okay yeah so anyway she looks out and she sees the coroner's van wrecked and bloodied and the back doors are kicked out and then the stretchers there and the restraints are busted and the body bags open and no one's inside and as they pass the coroner's dead in the window but is he dead from a car wreck Mm, or did he get eaten right boy if i didn't know any better do you smell that it smells like a Sequel. Uh huh. Oh, the is it? Uh... Oh, well, one real thing. I just wanted. I sorry. I as I'm typing these notes, I get ideas and then I just push them to the bottom, so I can. I I forget to edit them back in. But I just want to throw this in real quick. I feel like they shot this movie super with super bright lights and then tweaked it in production because even though this is a dark movie, you you can always see what's happening and I appreciate that. Like. Even in the dark scenes, like, it's not shit, buddy. We've watched some, you know, like, visually dark movies. I mean, so, like, if they're running around, like, so, headlights and flashlights and shit. I feel like they tweak the aperture. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Moving on! Do you kids want to see a dead body? You know you do! Alright, so, kill count. We got 12 deaths, one of them off screen. The pimp? Number one, Lori. She did. Face pushed into the rake? Uh, You have rake. I have trap. Oh! Yeah. Uh, number two, house squatter. Oh, r- rando. Yeah, throat gets slit. Number three, Adrian, our final girl. Finally, to the guts. it is happened to me. I got picked act right in my gut. She got squatched. Oh, wow! She got squatched. Sean, number four, corkscrew to the back. Number five, Wesley, stabbed in the eye with glass. I didn't even see that coming. Number six, Toby, tied to the barn with barbed wire. Toby, my precious MVP. Number seven, the dog, broken neck by Heather. Little precious. Number eight, Heather, impaled through the back with a pitchfork. Bye-bye, bitch. Number nine, Johnny, crushed by Christine. Get the fuck out. Number ten, Marilyn, head smashed against a tree. 
headstrong i'll take you on headbutt a tree and i'm wearing a thong okay i got nothing <laughs> number 11 mr c decapitated off screen heads up number 12 junior joe shot by dad but is he dead and then i guess we have a 13th with the corner oh uh, yeah uh, killed by joe maybe uh, uh the milk duck lemonade around the coroner so, death is made favorite kill nachos what was yours buddy Ooh, uh the auger was tits but probably the head smash by the car yeah yeah what about you pal I go between Sean with the auger corkscrew thing or Wesley. I wrote Wesley down. Fuck, it's Wesley. I, I mean, that's tripping. just that's such a good one, and it's a slow piece of glass into the eye, and he really fights it. Like he's gripping onto the fucking windowsill. It's broken glass, and he's fucking getting it cut in his hands. He's broken trying glass like a... everywhere. People getting stabbed in the eyeballs, and they just don't care, right? Uh, so no I, I don't have any stuff you should well, know because we already talked about boggle. it. My boggle. Yeah, my boggle. Because I interrupted it because you interrupted me earlier with my fucking piece of trivia. My one single piece of trivia. So, as I already mentioned, every male victim and every female victim are named after final girls and slasher directors. Thanks, Nachos. So, moving on, we've got Final Cut. Now, what do you know? I asked for Final Cut, and I got it! So, Nachos, what are your final cuts and your ratings for this movie, and was it worth it? All right, so this is going to be very complicated because I casually watched the movie before I did my notes, as I do often, and I had a hate on for this movie. So these notes might come off a little angrier, but uh, I'll fix it in the rating. Okay, so I love, hate this movie. I am personally so fucking done with these fake-ass 80s horror movies. It worked with It Follows, Stranger Things, and Sombra 84, but unless you have the budget or a set dresser... What are you saying? You don't like those movies you just named? I'll get to that. You're saying it worked I, with Summer of 84 and it follows. Unless you have a big budget to do it like fine tooth, you know, like to the okay, teeth kind I, of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm following you. I'm just, I'm at, I, sorry. You, you said it so fast. I where's, to, where's the mute your mic button? I wanted to understand. You were saying it does work for those movies, but you're. All right. I thought you were saying you didn't like it follows in Summer of 84 is what I'm asking. Okay, I'm done with that shit. But like I'm saying, if you have the big budget like gotcha. these things I prior or previously mentioned, uh then I mean, if you can't do it proper, then don't fucking do it. I legit got furious when I saw that Rubik's cube because I hate when I'm watching something from the eighties, it should feel organic. It shouldn't be like, Hey, did you see this thing from the fucking eighties? Look, it's eighties. It's eighties. Like you don't have to talk about star Wars. Also when Toby's like, Oh, Yoda impersonation. I do slit my wrist. Mike want to, that's me. Uh, uh, nachos want to broken character have i right so all right anytime i would start enjoying a conversation between characters it would instantly jerk me out when they would try to jam some 80s reference down my throat oh fun fact did you know that uh robert patrick's character was a nom in this movie because they subtly mentioned it about 900 times um it's called subtlety sweetie look it up also, I'm pretty sure the director, Ian Kesner, has never interacted with the dogs somehow. <laughs> yeah, so dogs don't work like that. Not even lap dogs. And he automatically loses 50 points for killing a dog. No edgy points are awarded. 
I saw that episode of MASH. It was much more hilarious when I found out it was a human baby and not a chicken. Okay, now that I've emptied out my colostomy bag of hatred, let's talk about the good stuff. Some of the parts of this movie positively conveyed certain elements of the 80s. Oh, fuck, skipped hard. All right. Example, when they were switching out mixtapes in the bus, I love how they captured the essence of cheesy new wave synth rock Duran Duran Flock of Seagulls kind of vibe, which I kind of re, re, um, made gooder by saying it felt like some happy Nick Cave in the birthday. Okay. Oh my God, you look like you drank a glass of piss. You are so salty right now. <laughs> oh my God, just let me get through this shit, okay? I haven't interrupted you. All right. You fucking go. All right, I fucking love how they shifted. That's what the final cuts is all about. I, I like how they shifted gears for the playful parody version of what I felt was kind of grand, uh, grand Faster Mash run DMC. It reminded me... Grandmaster Flash. And the... Okay, it reminded me of, like when you buy one of those generic Halloween parties or PD uh, uh, party mix CDs. You know what I'm talking about? And like they'll have the Ghostbusters theme song, but they can't be performed by Ray Parker Jr. So instead, it's like Haunted Hank and the Halloween Pumpkinheads. That's what these, you know, all the songs in this reminded me of, and it was fun. Uh, okay. Uh, can't read your own typing no i'm i'm glossing through a lot of shit uh the movie took its time to get where it was going yawn where's the crickets see i say yawn because when i yawned for real you didn't get it but please go on um hey you know what when the movie got to its fucking twist i appreciate that it didn't rehash me some tried and true 80s bullshit uh a pair of shooty fingers goes to them by totally flipping the script and not sticking the good girl equals final girl, black guy dies first trope. And the whole missing scene part was kind of bullshit. I feel like that was one of those things that looked really good on paper. But don't don't alienate your fans. Don't try to pull a quick one over on us. I know it sounded really cool, but you can't. Um, I wasn't too wild about the killer either. But he did have a decent backstory. Personally, I will take a masked killer over any crazed hillbilly mountain man every fucking time. Um, the kills... Isn't Jason a hillbilly mountain man, though? Yeah, but he's from the 80s, so suck it! Alright, the real 80s. Uh, the kills... Um, they they tried, but they should have just done a lot of awesome practical effects with a shoestring budget. And a big old thumbs down, there were no boobs. Not to sound like I straight up hate this movie... But surprisingly enough, I really did enjoy the deconstruction of the standard slasher breakdown. And I honest, honestly, I, I hope they make a sequel or prequel because I want to check that shit out. I give this movie seven and a half abounded roadside Rubik's Cubes. And if you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch. But don't blow the twist for anybody. Gonna throw it over to my man, Cincinnati Jeff. All right, so I want to say that I agree with a lot of the things that you said. First up, Cincinnati Jeff likey this movie. Nachos McWerewolf does not like Elements. fake 80s stuff. He hates that shit. Summer 84 was legit. It follows, and uh, it were amazing. Yeah, but like he, he also doesn't like things that are popular in the 80s, such as Stranger Things and things like that. Bitch, he, I was popular in the 80s. He not just now. does not care. And I think that that is a uh, kind of a cut against the movie for him per Niche se because market? that's not what he likes. 
but he made some really good points. I thought this is a very fun, unknown slasher. The final girl was not who you would expect. Amazing. What a great twist, right? Nachos and I agree there. I love the backstory that you get at the end instead of the beginning. That was kind of cool, very different there, you know, because you didn't need it. However, I think if you're going to cook a good story, I did like that it's a ghost story hit me right from the beginning. And it's set up for a potential sequel, but. Or prequel. Like Nacho said, one of the weaker elements was the killer himself. He wasn't very terrifying. I wasn't afraid of him. I was more afraid for the 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 main cast, the kids. He wasn't very scary. He didn't get a lot of screen time. And there was nothing about him that was scary when you did see him, which was very rare. If you slapped a mask on him, that would have been that would have bumped that up fifteen points. Yeah. Easily. Absolutely. I would say um for this kind of movie. I thought that it was actually a little dark lighting-wise. I first tried to watch it. Nachos had my copy, so I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this online. I found like a free copy, like a YouTube burn. Oh. And it was like super dark, so I turned the brightness up. I was like, it's still really bad. So I just rented it off of YouTube for a dollar and watched it. I was like, nope, it's it's just the way this movie is. No shit. Yeah, it's oh. it's just that dark. It's, it's I didn't mean to dirty you like that. I'm sorry, dude. It's a dollar. I think I'm okay, and I don't mind spending it if it helps finance a movie like this. I did like the grindhouse footage, and I actually enjoyed the missing reel because at first I was pissed off, and I was pissed off again when I re- was rewatching this movie. Though I'd seen it twice before this, I gotta jump because in when, after you're done, I gotta. Think. I thought that I had missed a death, and I was gonna be super pissed. I'm like, of all the things you're gonna fucking cut out, you cut out a death. But then when Jamie showed back up, I was like, oh, you didn't, you dirty dog, a dick nice me. Twist. A very, very, very good, good twist there. I enjoyed that. Uh, I also. Really, really liked the fact that we've got this kind of setting in this farmhouse, but it's not like, oh, there's this whole, you know, like it didn't, the movie didn't start with, there's this crazy killer, don't go in the woods kind of thing. It was very much set up. You didn't know where, if you didn't know where this movie was going, you wouldn't have known where this movie was going kind of thing. I'm also super happy they didn't crap up. I just throw on some fucking beads on the guy's face. Right. He, he was deranged looking, but he could have looked better. I thought that the 80s tropes themselves were pretty much low key. You get a side pony. Uh, you yeah, get the but Rubik's nobody Cube. held hands across America. <laughs> the, but like, other than that, there really wasn't a ton. The music, as I said before, was very bland, except for the rap song. I strongly disagree with and you. And there Honky. were no known '80s songs that I thought could no, have been licensed easily. No, that's the whole point. Easily. They were doing no that that the the Kmart Great Value version was even better. And I like kids from Ontario. All right. I liked Mr. C as a vice principal character who has got a reason to hunt these kids down, and he's got a reason for having these tracking skills. He's not this Sheriff Brackett kind of person who can somehow find the fucking killer out of nowhere. This fucking and yells at his daughter. This Dr. Loomis who's like got a PhD but also uh, a fucking he's also a trained like tracker. Not, no, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, the only thing Donald Pleasance I don't is tracking mind down is a bottle of scotch. That Donald Pleasance can do that, but it's never brought into question as to how he can do that. At least here it's explained. Is it explained too much? Absolutely. You know but what Loomis it, can it do? It is explained. Irish up your fucking drink. I rate this eight dogs out of 11. Eight dead dogs out of 11. Snap! And was it worth it? Absolutely. I highly recommend it. Don't ruin it for anybody. Is it something that you're going to be like, man, I'm going to remember this forever? No. But this is going to be one of those things where you watch it, and when you, again, you say to somebody else, like, oh, have you seen this? 
I don't know, have I? Then you explain at least one of the more iconic scenes, such as the final girl getting killed somewhere in the middle or the dead dog. They're going to go, oh, I have seen that. What a neat movie. That's exactly how that conversation is going to go at some party that you're going to be at 10 years from now when you're talking about this movie. And that's what makes it kind of unique. I am excited. I would love to see that there would be a sequel. It's been six years at this point. Or a prequel. I would love the prequel. The, The flashback definitely sets itself up for a neat prequel, and I would love to see that. Am I going to get it? Probably not, but I'd like to. All right, so I, as you were going on, I, I kind of thought of something. With the whole digital um, grindhouse effect kind of thing, a wag of the finger goes towards the movie for not being consistent with it. It only shows up when it's kind of convenient. You're right. And uh, I don't know. Like, I'm but not... when it does it, it does it well. Yes, yes. Uh, except for the real poll. Um I liked that. I wouldn't say this is for your intro to horror. I'd say stick with the classics kind of thing. And then maybe this is for like a second generation horror movie. This is for a fan. this is for a fan of of the franchise. I remember when I was telling you about the movie, I remember excitingly telling oh, you we about were the missing vets when it comes to this movie, you camo pinky or whatever the fuck he says. I remember excitedly UK telling cigarette. you that there was a missing real scene. And like hyping it up, like man, this is really it's a really I cool thing. I do appreciate the heads up. And you were like, oh, cool. But when you saw it, you're like, eh, I didn't like it Reza, so much. Reza, no good. Reza, frickin', Reza, Reza. So it's 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 different for different people, right? Different strokes, different folks, for sure. But I liked it. You liked it. Honestly, our ratings are very close. You gave it a seven point what seven? Uh, seven point five. All right, and I give it an eight. Honestly, like my original run through, I was a lot angrier at this movie. That second watch through, I, I got time to appreciate it. Also, I'm extremely cynical and love hating things. You do. You this do. This is true. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this episode. Thanks for tuning in for episode 26. Really appreciate it. And uh, before we leave you, we've got one more thing to say. So next episode, when we come back, we're going to visit a house of a thousand dead people. So we definitely appreciate you coming in, checking us out. Check us out on our website, HereComesTheSpooky.com. Instagram, HereComesTheSpooky. Twitter and Facebook at HereComesTheSpooky. You can find us on Patreon. Our Patreon, we've got all kinds of goodies if you join. We are also selling merch on the website. We've got koozies, buttons, stickers, all kinds of good shit. So you guys appreciate- got any opinions? You like the movie? You don't like the movie? You right? think Cincinnati Jess sounds like a rhinoceros on Nitrous? You prefer when Nachos wants to fucking lead the episodes Ruin more? Ruin everything? You Do think I have a bad cackle? Do you think my thumbs look tiny? Does your wife hate the sound of my voice? Do you leave Funko Pops at her house and just forget of our house in the middle of our street? Our house. Why you looking at my feet? Our house. Ha- I could do that. It's because you got a weird funky foot fetish. And remember to stay spooky. 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 I don't know what the fuck that was. That was good. Let's run with it.